man, that is the brownest redneck I have ever seen. God damn. Holy shit. Anyway, get on that get on that lawnmower. We gonna race. <laughs> True story. True story for the podcast. Um when I was younger, because I was uh, in a very small town uh, in the state of Oklahoma, my neighbor and I, one summer, we broke out our lawnmowers and we raced. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted I'm, to race lawnmowers. Oh, Steven, it's incredible. I, I mean, like, we could that. still do it. I have a push mower. I think you do as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just me so, us running with mowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds safe. <laughs> but so when I was when I was younger, we did it on like we didn't do it in my yard, but we did it Naturally. on the like dirt road in front of my my house that I lived in. Uh huh. House is generous again. It was a trailer, but um, it was down that dirt road, and we we uh, we raced. And uh, I don't like to brag, but uh, I did win. Brent, Be- because so I had an extra gear, you know. Oh fuck yeah! Pulled it I out had right an extra the gear. End. He wasn't even ready for. I'm like, what kind of John Deere is that? <laughs> oh, that's a '92. <laughs> Son, you're fucking with a 97 right now. You don't even know. You know? Oh, man. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm picturing some NOS. I'm mm-hmm. picturing a little, uh, you know, like, it's like this uh, racing quick editing, and it's like flashing back and forth, and it's like, they're going so fast. That he's, mm-hmm. he's the Dominic Toretto of the mm-hmm. racing lawnmower world. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to a large field, and you guys are just like, nee, 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 nee. <laughs> As I slightly pull ahead at the finish line, which was the my uh, my driveway, um, that was the, the marking point. As I pass through that, it's just uh, my neighbor, who is uh, much like Ja Rule, just screaming, Monica! <laughs> it really all kind of comes back to Fast and Furious when you think about it. Like, every yeah. situation in life you can compare it to Fast and the Furious in some way, shape, you or form. Certainly you certainly know? can. Yeah. Um, I mean, you I lived, do my best to. You lived Toretto's life, apparently. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Did, oh, did I not tell you? Like, maybe it didn't get brought up when we were talking about the, the first Fast and Furious movie, um, but it, uh, like, it was based mostly on an article mm. um, about, you know, street racing and, and that type of life, but the catalyst for the, the writer... Uh, was hearing about my story wow. of, of lawnmower racing. And, <laughs> Deep in the uh, heart of, of Oklahoma. Yeah. It's like, that's really good. We need something a, a little bit uh, punchier visually. Sure. Uh, I guess we'll go with, like, I don't know, street racing. Uh, so San Francisco or to- L.A. or whatever. Tokyo Drift was actually kind of a return to form for them. They were kind of going with the redneck roots. Hell uh, yeah, man. And, <laughs> at least initially. And the... Uh, yeah. The construction area race that they do that makes no sense in Tokyo Drift, the yeah. high school uh, seniors do, that was probably the closest to what actually happened with you. Right, yeah. Um, the The main issue with that is um, because I grew up in manufactured housing, there mm-hmm. wasn't actually, like, construction going on. There okay. were a lot of potholes, though. <laughs> Plenty of potholes. So those were the, the dangers to avoid. Um, but yeah, again, they needed something, uh, visually, uh, more punchy to, uh-huh. to, to work with. Um, but as I was telling the story, I was like, yeah, man, after I came in dodging those potholes, I came in, you know, home improvement was on syndication and they were like, oh, with the, the oldest brother being Brad. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, he's in the movie. I was like, oh, okay. Shit. Oh, fuck. I didn't even get it. We stumbled upon a, a casting choice right there. Wow. Yeah. 
So you guys try to get JTT involved as well, if I recall. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was like unsure if he wanted to keep acting or not. Mm-hmm. So you got the oldest brother, bring him in. Right. Um, it's also, a, I'm pretty sure if you look closely, there's a Tim Allen cameo in the background of Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's a, a shot where somebody is like diving out of the way and you hear the Wilhelm scream. Yep. Um, and then right after that, you see somebody else jump out of the way and they go, oh. <laughs> so that's a, a little cameo. That was that was for funsies. Man, so. I like the idea of making our Wilhelm scream the uh, oh, oh. I like uh, like we would just put that in the background of anything. That's right. With that. Yeah, I like this plan. Absolutely. Well, Brent, I was hoping you would lead there. I didn't know how you would t- uh, Zachary tie it all together. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a Zachary tie Brian joke. Um, yeah, but uh, you did it, and- Stephen. You nailed it. You <laughs> fucking nailed it. The audience right now is at home, maybe in their car, maybe on a treadmill, yep. slapping their knees. Let's give them a minute oh, to wow. stop. Okay, there we go. All right, you're good. Good. Please resume. <laughs> but I was really hoping that you would do one of the uh, the Tim Allen voices, and uh, I, I want you to do one one more with gusto. Lead us right into the show. <laughs> and welcome. We're doing it. I lost the thing, <laughs> Brett. Brett. <sighs> Look, it's only been 127 episodes. Here's it's not going to sink in yet. It was it was scrolled to where it just said my name and below, and I was like, I saw my name, your name, and then welcome, and I was like, wait, what's our phrase again? Totally messed that up. Brent, one more time with gusto, if you will. <clears throat> Howdy, neighbor. Fuck, that's Wilson. Um, <laughs> wait, what is it? Uh, We're both messing up. Here we here we go. Uh, All right, and we're doing it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. <laughs> And we're waiting. <laughs> Still waiting. Here we go. This is 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Nailed that shit. So should we write this down and edit this out later or just leave it all in, you think? Um, we can. Um, that would be a, a good outtake, like the full thing. But uh-huh. we can maybe like condense that or whatever okay cool i'm gonna yeah. write that down yeah. write that down right. i'm gonna write that down, write that down. Well, i write that down you you write that down okay I write that down uh <laughs> oh, i just snapped this pencil in half i'm so scared um so i will uh i will go back there but listen we are uh here we are going to talk about some really fun uh really uh really cool topic that brent brought up for today also welcome to let's talk about stuff we are firing on all cylinders. <laughs> all right, so just the whole thirteenth minute. Got it. Got it. Just that whole minute. We'll just we'll just have to edit a lot there. That's cool. That's you know what? Cool. It's twenty twenty. It's a new decade. Leave it all in, oh, fuck so people yes. can see. So this is the real see. show. <laughs> people what can see. Day. The effort that goes into the editing. You think the show is normally pretty bad? You have no idea. This is the diary of Stephen and Brent. <laughs> That's an MTV diary joke for um, certainly not millennials. You know, <clears throat> way beyond them. It's shows like that that I'm like uh, realizing that I'm very old because mm-hmm. um, I'm like, oh yeah, well that show is just like probably like I don't know, three or four years old. 
but it's like no, that's like <laughs> right. 20 years old like that show right, yeah. it was like the early 2000s i think mm-hmm. um yeah. same thing uh two things i heard the other day that really mm-hmm. blew my fucking mind gotta tell you okay did you ever watch the wonder years tv show oh yeah mm-hmm. right yeah so that show uh someone tweeted about it and they were like when i watched the wonder years growing up i was like man this is about like a time so long ago you know in the 60s and mm-hmm. stuff that show came out in 88 it ran through 93 for five years it was about the period of time 1968 to 1973 so 20 years before so it wow. would be equivalent to watching a reboot of the wonder years now set in the year 2000 oh those, that- those are prime lawnmower racing years <laughs> my friend <laughs> fuck man <laughs> we kind of had our own little wonder years here you know, God. reliving that. Daniel Stern came in to voice over everything. He's still good. In between trying to rob the house of a minor. Listen, Incredible. You got, you got your thing. I didn't realize that was, yeah, at the same time, too. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. He was robbing houses while he was reminiscing about his youth. Home alone! <laughs> but uh, another one that I saw the other day from uh, yeah. one Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He tweeted out, um, oh. we are as close to the year 2050 as we are 1990. And that what? hurts. What? Yeah. Oh, think my about God. It. Yeah. Holy shit. And that's like, wow. That's okay, insane. Well, I, yeah. I was alive in 1990. Yep. Don't know if I'm going to make it to 2050. Oh, no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <don't. laughs> I'm peacing out super early. Yeah. Yeah. We're Hell, all, yeah. We all have goals. Um, that's right. <laughs> so, Brent, now we are for my resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, that's part of my resolution is to oh, okay. tap out. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is the year? Yeah. Good luck in 2020, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, are you wearing more tap out gear? You just buying t-shirts? Yeah, both. Yeah. That's what I want to be buried in. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just make sure my wallet chain is is clearly nice. visible. Actually, I prefer if only uh, the, the bottom portion of the coffin is open so they can see my wallet chain and mm. my uh, Ed Hardy jeans, um, which I'll have on backwards. Like nice. I'm, like, I'm, I'm gonna have like crotch up, bedazzled pockets also. Because you want to see them, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah. those bedazzled pockets. And, and those weird, uh, those weird boots that aren't cowboy boots, but uh, they're they almost look like uh, boots that women wear with like the flat nose on them, but uh, <laughs> men wear them, um, and they claim that they're not women's boots. You know those? You know what I'm talking about? I don't, but I You're like this them. visual. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. Yeah. yeah. So you have a style going. I got, a, I got an upcoming style, pending style, yeah. 2020 is going to be your year. I think so. Yeah, that's what I'm tapping out. <laughs> You're going out on the highest of notes. Yeah. I like it, I'm man. going uh, on, a, on the loudest of notes. I don't know if it's going to be a high note, but definitely a loud one. You're going to go out Maybe screaming. The, <laughs> so, <laughs> at my funeral, I need somebody to get up there and say, well, he went out on the brownest of notes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa. They play it and everybody in attendance shits themselves. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun for okay. me. Okay. To, to engineer such a feat, do we need to uh, spike the, the punch at, at said event, funeral, um, hmm. and give everybody some X-lax? And it, it couldn't hurt. It certainly couldn't <laughs> hurt, yeah. I mean, it might hurt everybody. I don't know. I'll be dead. I won't care. Mass pooping. <laughs> That's up to you guys. <laughs> It was the brownest of funerals. And then uh, as uh, somebody's up at the podium, (laughs) after everyone has 
shit them themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I want somebody to be like, he would have wanted this. <laughs> mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been one of those things where the mic is like really like attached inside of the, the mic holder. Yeah. So about, he he would have wanted this. <laughs> oh, hold on. I, I, you got to lift up. You got to lift up. What? You got to lift, lift up. Lift up? Yeah, you got to lift up. Turn it. But you got to lift and turn. I don't. Now faster. Lift and turn. Just corkscrew it all around there. <laughs> Do you get it? We got it. <laughs> all right. And then that person who's so delicately got the mic out mm-hmm. walks over to your casket, lifts up your hand, tries to set the mic in your hand, and lets you drop it. Oh, that's perfect. For one I love this. last drop. I <laughs> I love planning my funeral on this show. Can I say? New segment. <laughs> we have the whole year, Brett. Well, I don't know when it's going to fall in the year. You know, not surely yeah. not the whole year, mm-hmm. but we have a while. We should, uh, should give it a go. That's, yeah. Audience, if you have any suggestions on my funeral, <laughs> feel free to pitch in, you know? It's a group project. <laughs> there will be a letter grade at the end of it, so, you know. Yeah. Try your best. Yeah. We believe in our fans. Mm-hmm. And by That's fans, right. we mean um, some of our friends and various other people around the world we don't understand, but we appreciate. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I want to get back to this eventually uh, because I want to know if you have any plans for the way you go out. But okay. sure. I think for now, what do you say we're doing it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> No, all right. So uh, you you brought up a, a trailer you wanted to talk about today, and I watched it right before the show, and I'm uh, intrigued by this. Okay, so on the episode where we discussed the rise of Skywalker, you had mentioned that you had to uh, before the movie, um, you know, the the trailers were playing, and you you kind of wanted to stick around and see how much time, you know, mm. what what could you skip or whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you you could go uh, take a shit in the movie bathroom. Uh, <laughs> If you if you want to during the before Rise of Skywalker, you could probably take three shits. There's enough trailers. Probably, yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, you're just sitting there eating bran flakes on the toilet. <laughs> How much can I go? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm feeling lucky. Pour me another bowl. <laughs> I imagine like a friend, and the only way they can do it so they don't see you is they're like trying to pour the cereal like. Over the stall, and then it's just like going <laughs> yeah. everywhere, and you just try to catch as much as you can in your bowl. Yeah. Shovel it in your mouth. Uh, or maybe it's one of the uh, the the movie or the theater employees, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, so they're like, Kenneth, <laughs> go get the grape nuts. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> just pour them right in your bowl. You All just right. have to hold it out. I went back to Rise of Skywalker. I have theater notes I have to bring yes. up at least some point. Should I do that now? I want you to get through your story. I don't want to keep interrupting you. I just want to remember because I'm going to forget. <laughs> it's true. There's one thing that keeps okay, happening. I keep seeing it in Rise of Skywalker, and I keep forgetting to tell you. And okay. It happens. Is this a, is this a, a spoiler? Well, no. The Star Wars one. Okay. No. So, um brief to add on to this brief theater experience again i'm trying to be you know better about like not caring about things but Mm -hmm. because we already talked about uh before the number of commercials and trailers before the rise of skywalker i went back yesterday morning the theater is pretty close to my house i went to the 9 20 showing i left Mm -hmm. my house at 9 20 got to the theater 
went to the bathroom, number one, got okay. a Coke, got in the theater. I still watched three trailers and three <laughs> commercials. I'm not even fucking kidding. Before the Did, movie are they, started. Are they still like intercutting like commercials between the trailers? Yes. They're putting that like is insane. There's a Google. Yeah. Like the uh, Pixel 4 phone. They have like a, a thing about like how it takes like astral photography and stuff. And they have like Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. talking on it. So it's kind of like cinematic, quote unquote, but it's a fucking mm-hmm. commercial. And I think there yeah. was like a Coke commercial. There were three of them. I remember specifically. There's one, I think, for like Cinemark, but like overall, it was I think it was like for their movie club thing. Um, and I caught the tail end of, of uh, Top Gun Maverick. And then there were okay. like two more trailers after that. And yeah. I was like, it took me uh, 13 minutes to get to the theater from my house. But I left at the time the movie was supposed to start, like scheduled to start. And left my house at that time, got there, did all those things, and they still got to watch all of those things. It was crazy. And this um, was at night? 9.20 at night? Or did no, you go 9.20 in the morning. It was in the morning. Okay. Yeah, I did wow. yesterday morning. I like to go early. Yeah. Uh, especially during church. But that didn't really work because today's church. But I realize now. Um, <laughs> today's church. Today's church. Um, Pop Culture Church. Welcome. Welcome to Pop Culture Church. I am man. Praise be. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a guy at church. He just doesn't get it. Instead of amen, he says, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Rev. You, you get it. You get it. Speaking of tangents, this is Tangent Hunter today. Uh, I grew up United Methodist. Uh-huh. You know, I'm no longer anything, but uh, mm-hmm. they uh, recently had a big split. I just heard about um, the church is splitting into. I heard about uh, that, yeah. Like basically, gay rights church versus uh, fuck all, <laughs> fuck all the gays church, uh, where they're like, no, we're gonna stay traditional, and the other one is like gonna allow gay marriage, and they're gonna allow gay clergy and stuff, which is rad, uh, but mm-hmm. totally unexpected. I would never expect my uh, my thing to you know my church to to change into that. So, but um, but yeah, so then, they're mm-hmm. they're now going to be known as divided Methodist. Is that right? <laughs> they're, they're still gonna be in the same church, but like there's a left side and the right side, and then they're I both mean, talking at the same time. And it's one of those dueling banjo situations where <laughs> one of them is talking, and then the other one interrupts, and then it cuts back and forth, and then they're like playing with the the audio mm-hmm. of the the other person and whatnot. Well, we like the gays. No, we don't. Yeah, they'll play back and <laughs> forth. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I didn't even think about the united part of that. That's a very mm-hmm. unfortunate naming convention that they came up with before, uh, because now they are definitely splitting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I wonder what that will. I would. Li- I like the idea that they would just embrace and be like, "We're the divided church. We used to be mm-hmm. the united church. We changed it up." Mm-hmm. Um, and they just have like hell yeah, groups. hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> And then uh, you had said something about awkward, uh, you'd done your awkward uh, teenager movie theater worker voice. Oh, yeah. When I was yeah. leaving Rise of Skywalker yesterday, <laughs> the most awkward teenager movie theater worker I have ever met, I was walking out. I was the first one out of the theater. I'm walking down. He's the ticket taker. And... I'm walking up as a female, uh, I assume he likes, uh, who he's working with, is walking by him, and he goes, hey, Susie, I figured out a perfect Darth Vader impression, and she was clearly like, doesn't like this guy, and she was like, uh-huh, and he just go, he just cups his hands over his mouth, and he goes like this. And I was like, that, 
That's everybody's Darth Vader impression. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm walking up. I see that, and she goes, oh, cool. Walks away, and he keeps his mouth cupped, and he just watches me walk past him and does it the entire time I walk by. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? He's just staring you down? Yeah, he like just watched me, and I don't know. I didn't like it. It felt uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to throw those little tangents in there. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't a bad experience overall. It was just uh, weird. So Yeah. Well, um, so on the, uh, the original screening of The Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. you had mentioned that you, uh, the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer, uh, started playing and you're like oh i can skip this and so you True. went and uh took three collective shits yeah. and then um came back watched five <laughs> so, more trailers yeah five more trailers <laughs> then a commercial and then 18 uh-huh. more trailers yeah um and uh yeah so i figured you know we we caught some uh, flack early on in this podcast Ooh. episode two even uh Ooh. where you and i thought uh wonder woman was uh was a bit overrated you know i think it's fair to say just a bit yeah, it's not, it's not like we said it was a terrible movie. Yeah, um, I we I love right? Gal Gadot in, in that role, mm-hmm. but uh, there's just some some weird uh, weird choices in that in that movie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this is the sequel to that very film. Uh, the trailer came out uh, I think the end of last year, end of 2019. Oh God! And wow. um, forever yeah, ago. I know. And, uh, yeah, so I figured maybe we could talk mm-hmm. about it, see if it uh, piqued our interest at all. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it has yours. Well, um, uh, my reaction to that was because I had already seen it online. So oh, it's like okay. I had watched okay. the trailer, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, this is a good time for me to leave because I just don't really care for this franchise. But uh, it's not necessarily that this trailer is bad or anything like that. I actually like the trailer itself. Yeah. Um, I like the, the music. They do, like, uh, Spin Me Round. No, oh, it's covers, um, it is? Uh, Blue Monday by New Order. Yeah, okay, it's like yeah, a, yeah. a version of that, um, yeah, a revamped version. And it's yeah. cool, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I like how it kind of, like, they do, uh, um, like, a lot of, they'll use, like, a lot of cover versions of that or whatever, or different trailers and mm-hmm. stuff, but this one, like, kind of uses it as a score. Like, at some points, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's that song, but it's like, it's like with a full orchestra or something, it's, like, weird. And I yeah. kind of dug that, like, a, an 80s kind of mm-hmm. thing, whatever, but... Uh, yeah, it reminds me of Stranger Things 3 in the mall, the mm-hmm. 80s mall and stuff. I got some Stranger Things 3 vibe, which is nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of curious what you think of this because, yeah, neither of us were really that into the first one. So, yeah, um, I think this <laughs> this trailer uh, looks good up to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, the the shots of the mascara and like the weird like games they're doing there mm-hmm. where everybody clearly seems to be on the... Um, the uh, like a harness of some sort that's uh, yeah. digitally removed. That seems a little bit. I, I don't know. I I just don't care for that that type of effect. Even in uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a point where uh, Peter Parker is like running and like hopping from peg to peg, and it's it's clear that he's like on some type of rig and jumping and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I, it just seems it's like noticeable to you. Yeah, 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 but I don't know how much the mascara is going to play a role in this movie. I really don't know a whole lot about this movie. Um, I think it takes place yeah. in 1985, um, <laughs> from what I'm gathering. Uh, but yeah, um, it's very confusing uh, to me. Like, why is Steve back? Do you like? Is this a storyline you know at all, or have you heard anything about the movie in that way? No. Uh, he's, he's, he's back though. Um, I do like the, the bit at the end where 
they're walking through like a, an outdoor like art mm-hmm. um, exhibit or something like that, and he stops at the trash can. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's a trash can." He's like, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just have great chemistry together. I, I like seeing them together. Um, I feel like it's an and, extension of DC not knowing what they're gonna do. Like we've all mm-hmm. talked about um, for a while now that they're like, "Well, we're just gonna do this as like its own thing in different years now." Like, I wonder the third one, is that also the plan? Like, it's going to take place in the 90s or whatever, you know, wherever they want it to be. Um, yeah. And then they were like, um, you know, this was our, like, best loved movie so far we've put out. Uh, people really liked Chris Pine. He's a great guy. They love the mm-hmm. chemistry. Let's just fucking bring him back. And they're like, uh, no, he died. He died. Like, he died. Uh, they're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. It's fine. We'll just bring him back the same age. Fucking decades later, um, yeah. you know, he has powers too. Whatever. I don't fucking, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. they're just like, we need to bring in all the stuff that we like. So we'll see how that plays out. I don't know. I don't know. It seems that's that's a, a big leap that we'll have to take. Like mm-hmm. a blonde actor named Chris playing a, a military guy named Steve, who we thought died in a uh, an old world war, but then gets brought back in a what he thinks is or what we thinking of as the present in, in mm-hmm. this film. A little bit of a stretch, guys. Um, There's no baseline you know, for that. I don't know how to yeah, stretch my mind that way. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on, guys. Like, in a superhero movie? <laughs> it's 2020. Get with it. We need That could never can happen. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Anyways, Captain America, right? So, um, <laughs> no, you know, I, I kind of don't care, like, how it happens. It's Like, I, I knew that they were bringing him back because um, they had, like, stilts of him. Uh, shooting the film mm-hmm. online and whatnot, so I'm cool with that. Plus, uh, Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian oh, himself, yeah. is in this movie as Down a character called uh, Max Lord, um, mm-hmm. who's okay. uh, somewhat infamous in DC Comics. Uh, he starts off as a guy who helps a uh, uh, ragtag group of Justice League members come together, um, but then later on, he becomes a villain, so uh, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I do like mm-hmm. that uh, Diana is just using her lasso in this movie. Mm-hmm. They decided not to go the sword and shield route, um, oh, yeah. which, which I I like. It, it, it makes her fighting seem uh, more special to mm-hmm. me. Um, it's like if you gave Spider Man a sword and shield, like he he could do it, but like you know, I kind of want to see him doing Spider Man stuff. You know, that's an interesting take on that. I think there's a very yeah. um, comic book fan take on that, that it's like mm-hmm. um, that's the thing I've really gotten from comics that I had said before was like, you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Like you can have her main weapon be a whip and like that. Yeah. No one else has that. So that'll be intriguing to see. And I'm down with yeah. that. I'm, I'm with you. I think that that's fun. You want to see different things and then kind of rely on their uniqueness. Yeah. 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 That's what I want to see. And I'm, <laughs> I'm curious, like going forward with with DC, like. Assuming this uh, this Batman or the Batman movie that comes out with uh, mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, uh, assuming that's a big hit, do you think DC would be like, you know what, let's just sneak one in there? They they have a, a second Justice League movie, but it's like Gal Gadot and then Robert Pattinson's Batman, and then uh, they sneak in like Shazam, bring back Aquaman. <laughs> like, and then like for whatever piece they bring in. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, there's a, a scene where like in the trailer, Robert Pattinson's like, I want to, I want you to meet our newest member of the, of the league. Cause we've all been here the entire time. Right. <laughs> all of us, all of us have been here the whole time. And like the flash is the, uh, the flash from the TV show. 
Um, <laughs> we've all been here. He just looks around. Uh, yeah, I've been here. <laughs> don't say anything. Don't say anything. Let me introduce you to the newest member of the league. Cameron pans over, out of the shadows, walks the Joker. <laughs> Jared Leto? <laughs> the most successful Joker. <laughs> Except he reaches up and, like, reaches into his own mouth and oh, pulls his mouth apart to shed his skin, and it's just uh, um, Phoenix... Uh, uh, Joaquin? Fe- Joaquin Phoenix Joker <laughs> standing there. I actually kind of like that. Um, mm-hmm. I was also going to suggest, but I think it's pretty morbid, that uh, it could be Heath Ledger, and it's a Weekend at Bernie spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he walks in out of the <laughs> out of the shadows, but it's because just before Batman <laughs> says, uh, he goes, I want you to meet the newest member of the league. And then he hits play on a tape recorder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you see this long, you follow the long cable from the tape recorder on the floor over to the shadows. And then Heath Ledger, Joker, stumbles out. Sunglasses on, though. You know, they got to hide the... Yeah, you have to make it work. Yeah. Hide the eyes. And then um, he reaches up, rips his his visage apart. It's Jared Leto, Joker. And then uh, he rips his visage apart. And then it's um, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. I love it. Mm -hmm. I think we just made this movie. Mm -hmm. It's a Justice League I'm finally excited to see. There we go. The, We've done it. The one with uh, all the Jokers inside other Jokers. <laughs> I did see that uh, Todd Phillips, the director of Joker, wanted mm-hmm. a Batman movie set in his version of, of the world or whatever, of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me think, I don't know, with, with like Wonder Woman 84 and uh, this new The Batman uh, mm-hmm. movie and everything, like... I'm like, is there going to be a world where DC doesn't want to connect and they're just like going to hop around and just tell stories like like Wonder mm-hmm. Woman's will be like her just all over time. And they'll just like it's more about like mm-hmm. what time period is she in and what's she doing now or whatever. Instead of like leading up to the present, like we got from her first movie and like into Justice League and stuff or whatever, where it's like trying to be like an origin um, story into that Justice League. And then now they're like, oh, we'll just do the 80s because fuck it. And it'd be fun. And it seems mm-hmm. like they're leaning more into that, and they're doing all these like different Jokers, different Batman and stuff. And uh, maybe there's room for that in the market. There's not, but um, you know it could work out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you won't. You'll um, be dead. But, yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'll write you letters in heaven. <laughs> heaven doesn't exist. Anyway. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> only hell. So I uh, one I have to ask you about because I'm still very mm-hmm. unclear of the I, we've talked about the character a little bit but uh, I'm I'm not sure the vibe from um, bridesmaids I'm forgetting her name um, oh uh, Kristen Wiig Kristen Wiig yeah. uh, in this trailer when I rewatched it I was definitely getting a um, an Iron Man three um, vibe of the villain where it's like oh it's it's fucking like um, can't remember his name right, right, right now either but uh, Aldrin. Yeah, but it's like they basically made this like crazy attractive person into like, oh, he has paint covered overalls on. Like mm-hmm. they made him look so dorky and stupid, but like clearly he's got he was, glasses. Yeah, exactly. What a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid, you know, like it almost felt like and I, but I like that movie and I like his character. It's yeah. fine. So I was mm-hmm. like, OK, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from her. But I was curious of your your thoughts on uh, that character, I guess, what she turns into. I forget uh, the cat. Cheetah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Crystal Wiggins. So, you know. Yeah, they've, they haven't shown what Cheetah looks like in the film itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just see her character, like, before she turns or whatever. 
Um, and like in the comics, she's just a a full on like um, she looks like a cheetah, mm-hmm. like an anthropomorphic okay. cheetah, right? And Cass I don't think they're going so that well far right now. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're really gonna hmm. lean into this. <laughs> okay, so I was going to complain that like the uh, there's been some merchandise released of her as the cheetah and it's just like mm. her with like a cat ears headband on and like mm. a leather jacket that has some like cheetah spots running down the the arm of it or whatever and i was like man i kind of wish it was a you know the, the the classic version of it but now yeah now that you bring up cats yeah. uh no they made the right choice <laughs> god bless you patty jenkins well so they have that suit wonder woman wears at the end of this the all gold thing like it seems very comic booky, oh, yeah. you know. It's like a, it seems like over the top, but it might work. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder maybe they're saving the reveal and they'll do like a full on cheetah at the end to match that craziness. You know, I don't know where this movie's headed. Mm-hmm. They could do whatever. So I think they're holding a lot back, maybe from the trailers. I wonder. Yeah, I I don't know if this. I think this is more of a teaser than a trailer. So I mm-hmm. think they're probably still working on the various special effects or whatever. True. You know, they got to make sure that final fight scene is at night, uh, possibly <laughs> in the rain. Uh, you know, but, uh, <laughs> and then right afterwards, sunrise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just so the hero can be in the daylight. Yeah, absolutely. Just make it work, guys. Um, look, okay, Sarah Brindley, look, we're not trying to piss you off, okay? Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to be optimistic about this, but let's be honest, this is a trademark of DC films. Yeah. Like those, those final fight scenes, they're happening at night. Yeah. You know, this, this could be good. By mm-hmm. all accounts. Um, yeah. I hope people that like the first one are very excited about this. Um, yeah. Obviously, like you and I weren't very big fans of the first one. I'm not like hugely excited about this. I think it looks mm-hmm. better. Like there, mm-hmm. there looks to be more fun things in this one. I, I hope that they're leaning more into it and like they're able to even run crazier on this one because of how uh, successful the first one was. And mm-hmm. that DC, I'm hoping they're just kind of like, fuck it. Here's a, like a hundred million dollars. Go play in the sandbox. You know, just do your thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it could be a lot of fun that way, but I'm still not going to like rush out to the theater to see it. You know? Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. like, it's just like Joker. I'm just like, yeah, just any of those <laughs> films. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. They've, they've spent burned too many currency. times. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm yep. done with it. But, yeah. uh, but hopefully, you know, reviews start coming out as the, as it gets closer and you know, mm-hmm. we'll see how it, how it plays up. But yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning more toward the side of it. Um, uh, making me interested in it. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's a, a really good trailer. Um, that like synth wave type of mm. score, um, like 10 years ago or whatever, I wouldn't have been into like uh, the movie Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you like, uh, mm-hmm. I was I was not a fan of it. Yeah, fair um, enough. Just because I, I didn't get the, the, the style over substance type of thing. Mm. But, and the, the music, like I didn't really understand mm-hmm. at that point. I was like, what is this? notes and <laughs> mel- melody huh i've heard of this hmm. um but now that i've been uh inundated with things like Thra- uh, ranger uh, stranger things and mm-hmm. uh i mean now this trailer uh i want to go back and rewatch drive and see if mm-hmm. i uh, have a different opinion of it man the soundtrack on that for me is is like most of it i guess it's it's so so big a part of drive that i that i love so much i love the the synth wave music um Mm -hmm. there's like a whole there's like a genre for it um i can't remember what it's called right now but there's like things on youtube what is it shoegaze shoegaze oh like uh i've heard of that for like i I used to know some shoegaze like pop and stuff okay but i've heard uh there's like a different name i've heard for like 
I think it's called Cumcore. You know the Cumcore? <laughs> no, Cumcore is made um, just from clips from Pornhub. Um, short clips oh, all okay. put together, and it's uh, supposed to make a melody, but I can't hear it. Um, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like chiptune that they do okay. from like video games, but with um, jizz shots. It's just like a bunch of dudes going. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Kind of uh, every once in a while, and that's oh, what sure. I like. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Timcore. Um, that kind of reminds me of Fart Wave. You ever get into Fart Wave at all? Never been into Fart Wave. Oh, okay. Um, you ever, uh, I'm in, it's okay. You know, it's a, a little bit uh, one note, uh, a brown note, mm. some say. Um, but then... <laughs> nice. Do you ever get into Piss Dream? Never. Do you ever get into... Never heard oh, okay. Of it. Uh, yes, it's new. Um, mm. You know, it's... Uh, like, Skrillex was real big in dubstep, like... Yep. Um, uh, Yellow Snow uh, is the really the king of of, uh, of, of piss tune right now. Um, it, you know, I, I think the better, uh, you know, if it were a joke, I think the better joke would have been a piss stream. That probably would have been a or piss wave, piss wave. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I was like, I you did say piss stream. Did we? I'll go with it. I don't even know anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I like it because uh, half of these seem kind of real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like piss that. wave. Check it out. <laughs> Pornhub sponsoring this episode. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Any uh, any final thoughts on this this endeavor of the Wonder Woman's? Uh, I, I'm gonna give this a second trailer and see if it piques my interest any further. Uh, again, you know, uh, I'm on such a Pedro Pascal high mm. from the Mandalorian that I'm just like, uh, I kind of want to see whatever he's got going on. That's and again. True. Uh, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine's um, chemistry. Then you've got Kristen Wiig in there, mm-hmm. and then I mean, but for, for the most part, I'm I'm leaning toward uh, seeing it in theaters. I don't know if it's okay. necessarily like an opening weekend thing, but mm-hmm. um, that gold costume you mentioned is from a comic called Kingdom Come, uh, which is a uh, well-regarded comic. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's ticking a, a few boxes for me, but uh, again. You know, I was so underwhelmed with uh, Wonder Woman and like every other modern DC movie I've seen. So well, I don't know. I might wait and see. You might be whelmed with this movie. Mm. That's a step up, sir. Hell yeah! <laughs> what I, I, I'm I'm hoping to be whelmed. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to leave and be like, yeah, not so bad. Yeah. That was a movie. That was. A, you know what? They actually did. They made a movie. The Sun. So I'm alright with that. <laughs> And I didn't have to watch this one on a flight. Hey, even better. better. I stretched my legs a little bit. (laughs) Um, So you had uh, brought up to me before the show, um, one thing we could touch on today was, uh, that I thought was really cool. I'm going to let you describe it or whatever. But uh, we both Mm -hmm. written down some things uh, to Mm -hmm. bring up on the show today. So, So what did you suggest to me, Brent? So I had been keeping track of my pop culture first for the new decade. Uh, I thought this might be a fun opportunity for us to discuss some uh, pop culture. It's almost like a pop culture catch-up, but uh, with a, a little bit of a twist, because yeah. it may be stuff we've already uh, seen or spoken about on the podcast before, but essentially it's like after, you know, uh, the the dawn of 2020, um, the, maybe the first movie we've watched, maybe the first TV show or song we've mm-hmm. heard in the new year, in the new decade even. So oh, wow. I thought it'd be fun to go through the, the list and... Uh, just as a, a way of keeping record, you know, um, after I die later this year, um, maybe some people can go back. He'd be like, yeah, remember when his first movie was spoilers, you know? 
<laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to drop so it right it's, here. It's actually but... all leading up to the funeral. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of part of that. Yeah. Um, I'm also planning to do a last of 2020 list. And, uh... <laughs> so you just have to keep a list going because you don't know when you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Can yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, stay tuned for April 2020 for that one. Um, oh, wow. Calling it? Yeah. Calling your shot. Yeah. Beginning of Q2, I'm <laughs> tapping. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. So you got all of Q1 to buy all of the, uh, the clothes you need. Mm-hmm. All the Ed Hardy, all the besparkled, bespeckled jeans, mm-hmm. all of the. Yeah. Uh, do you get it? Are you gonna get like a tribal band tattoo? Yeah, on my face. Yeah, uh, just going right around my, across my nose. You know, through my ears, nice. back of my head. Yeah. You show up to work and be like, it's like all bandaged mm-hmm. up still. You're like, what? I'm gonna die this year. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Give me, anyway. give me my benefits. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. I don't have time to waste. I'm also gonna get a tramp stamp on my forehead, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Huh. I never thought mm-hmm. about one there, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's just gonna be a circle that says "Come here." <laughs> <laughs> like a bullseye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. It's also an ode to the Daredevil uh, film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Mark Johnson, Johnston one from back in the day. Oh yeah, where I had uh, Irish bullseye in there. So, <laughs> is he not Irish? Did they just play uh, off that uh, Colin Farrell is. Yeah. yeah, they just they just went him let him go with it because he can do an American accent. Uh huh. Like yep. that's he does that. That was a choice. <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh-huh. I'm gonna throw out something for you though. Okay. I think you should use this opportunity to raise some money for your wife that you will be leaving behind. And also for this extravagant funeral. So I think you should do the Target, like the store Target logo. Okay. Have them pay for it. Sponsor your forehead tattoo. Mm -hmm. You can do a little circle. But then unbeknownst to them, you've also worked out a sponsorship deal with Pornhub. And it says, come here. Okay. Right? And you've made a deal with the, what was that, 2003 film Daredevil? To do uh, some yeah. marketing mm-hmm. for them, you can have the website link to that film <laughs> on the bottom above your like, Daredevil, instead of eyebrows. Daredevilmovie.com. Yes, like to shave yeah. off your eyebrows, it'll just be that. Laser them off sure. even. Yeah, that's fine. Who cares? And then I think that kind of completes the picture. And it'll just mm-hmm. raise some money. Just, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, might as well make some money on it. That's what we've all learned in this economy. I would also like to have my jaw like opened up. Obviously, like, Again, the top part of the coffin is closed until it's time oh. for everyone to come say their goodbyes. Then you, you prop it open, right? So then as people like walk up and see, I'll have my mouth open and there's a, like a little like uh, dental dam in there or whatever. Um, and on the back of it, it says, just the tips, please, LOL. And people can like stuff, you know, quarters and money and oh, shit okay. in there. And then like whatever's left over can be given to Brandy and you. You guys can split it. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking you were going to say all of your friends could could zip and do a, a quick one last tip. Uh, uh, well, that's that's on the forehead. That's like, true. Money, money in the mouth, come on the dome. <laughs> <laughs> on the dome. <laughs> come on the dome sounds like a, uh, a gay porno starring a bald man. Uh, well, that's where I come in. Um, <laughs> it's not what you think the bald man comes it's a real twist ending 
All right. So, uh, yeah, you want to go uh, get some in, uh, into our first pop culture stuff of the year? Sure, sure. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, go okay, for it. Okay, just to set the tone here. So, um, I'm going to start with the uh, the first movie. Okay. First movie that I watched after the new year. Steven, that first movie is a movie I've seen before. Mm. I've discussed briefly on the show. A movie you've never seen, though. I watched mm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for oh, a second time. Oh, excellent choice. It is an excellent choice. Uh, I fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's time. It's time to rewatch this film. Nice. And I just hope that my feelings for this movie maintain the level of enthusiasm that I had after seeing it the first time. Mm-hmm. And spoilers, they did. It's an incredible movie. If excellent. you haven't seen it, watch it. I think it's streaming on Netflix. If it's not, uh, just go buy it. You know? Yeah. Steal it. it if you have to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't don't steal it. Okay. Yeah. People are making these movies. Pirate it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pirate it. Yeah. Become Irish. Go Different. out on the seas. Be- <laughs> Bullseye a, forehead. Become yeah. an actor in America. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Very cool. uh, it's a great movie. Uh, I'd love to discuss it on the show as a main topic someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still haven't seen it? I still haven't seen it, and the reason is mm-hmm. um, I was hoping to... Uh, I basically I want to see it on a big screen and I had a projector it finally died I was trying to get a new projector but we're putting that off right now but my brother-in-law Josh has a new brand new shiny projector that he showed me the other day mm-hmm. um, that's really rad um, and so uh, maybe we'll do it over there maybe I'll just finally give up and just watch it on a regular TV I mean it's fine mm-hmm. I just I knew that movie people really like I wanted to give it the proper treatment without having to actually deal with the assholes of the actual movie theater mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. you know we'll see how that plays out yeah, but I do uh, want to see it. Yes, I'm so curious to get your thoughts on the oh, animation yeah. because there are multiple types of animation that are used. There's like some comic style, like, um, uh, like coloring that's mm-hmm. used. You know, where it has like a, a flat color and then like the dots yeah, on it cool. to make like a third color or whatever. Um, it's just man, so so well done, uh, so well acted. The voice acting is incredible. Um, there's a. Uh, um, a secret actor that wasn't in the the marketing that that mm. shows up in it. Um, actually, maybe a couple um, big name actors oh. in this movie that are are su- oh, it's surprising. <laughs> uh, Tim Allen not in this movie, unfortunately. Damn, unfortunately, that sucks. Um, but uh, there is a a, a post credit scene. Okay, um, cool. so make sure you stick around for that. Should you watch it? But, is that leading uh, into? Yeah. Uh, can, can you spoil that enough, or does that matter if if it's just like a, a fun? tagged on scene or if it's like actually like setting up more in the franchise it introduces a new character yeah. that could uh potentially spin <laughs> spiders <laughs> spin. <laughs> uh spin off into a sequel okay uh, cool. but also uh it's a fun thing so both. best of both worlds kind of excellent i i hadn't heard i can't remember if i if they'd announced like a sequel um, or a franchise mm-hmm. kind of thing for this or not. So They did at the end of last year. Okay, uh, cool. They announced that there's going to be a sequel. I can't remember when it's coming out, maybe 2022, something like that. Okay, but cool. Man, I am, I'm pumped because yeah. they can really go in any direction. And I, I almost hope or wished that Sony would give the live-action characters back to Marvel or just mm-hmm. let Marvel Studios focus on those characters, and then Sony does their own, like, animated Spider-Man movies or yeah. whatever. Because so far they're one for one, but they did an amazing job. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, 
it's like as a fan it's like if they're doing well with one thing yeah we, we'll let you have that but they had screwed up spider-man for so long that mm-hmm. none of us trusted it and they're like okay we, we're all gonna give you a little trust now you guys did this awesome animated film you can do a franchise mm-hmm. with that but please don't fuck up the live action one like it's so right. delicate of a balance <laughs> being a fan right now for those so yeah that's yeah. interesting though i think that's a good choice for the first of the uh, the decade first of this Hell year yeah. so that's a good one yeah. um so uh, whenever you texted this it was like the day i think there was like a day in between um uh like it was like the second or third or whatever that you had said something about this yeah um, I, I got in there pretty late i was like oh this might be too late for <laughs> for steven well it's just i forget like we, we've been watching so many things that we're like used to like we are, we're just watching like a lot uh, regular things or things, you know, just kind of put them on the background. So it was like, mine aren't necessarily all exactly the first thing I watched. Um, some of them are, are like the first new thing I watched. Some of them are the first just like media at all I consumed. So mm-hmm. just prefacing that for, for mine. But uh, I want to say my first movie that I watched in the new year was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow. Which I think is a pretty uh, pretty fun choice to have on there too. So um, have, you haven't seen this yet? No. Um, on New Year's Eve, we went over to my friend Ross's house, and hmm. uh, he and his fiance Katie were hosting a little like uh, kind of like a miniature game night leading into New Year's. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ross had on um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the background. He's like, "Have you ever seen this?" I was like, no. And he was telling me, like, he was super into it. He mm-hmm. said it took him a, a couple of views before he really got into it. Okay. But, um, yeah, eventually he, like, turned it off because he was like, oh, yeah, don't, don't want to spoil I was anything. Hoping, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's enough, it's a uh, winding enough story. I don't think it's necessarily plot would be ruined for you, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah, it's something to be experienced, so you don't want to just have in the background. Yeah. I, I did it. have one thing spoiled for me, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, audience, if you haven't seen the movie, you know, earmuffs, but uh, at a certain point, Brad Pitt gets in a car and exit off a highway. Um, and I hate to be the one to spoil that, that wow. he exits off of someplace in California. But um, I guess, I, you know, I don't even know where in California. I uh, wish there was some hint in the title. Um, but I'm I trying to save that one for my viewing. Uh, but That's yeah, right. you want to keep it spoil free for yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well,. I uh, was very excited to see this, and I will say first off that I did like it, but uh, I'm glad to hear oh, cool. that Ross needed a few viewings because I feel like that would be good for me as well. Um, yep. It wasn't my favorite Tarantino film, but um, there's just something about Tarantino films that's amazing. Yep. And uh, the reason I finally decided to watch it was because um, there's an amazing um, speech I'd, I'd read at first, and then I, uh, and then my wife and I had watched a little bit of it last night, but there was some award show... Um, where Greta Gerwig had uh, presented Tarantino with uh, an award. I think it was sort of like a, a Lifetime Achievement Award, something like that. And she basically just gushed about him and how his movies like transcend other cinema. Like there's something about a Tarantino film. Like you talk about it in Hushed Whispers, like it's the new Tarantino. Like people know mm-hmm. that. And there's just something about his style. Um, it's it's like I'd heard of it as basically a love letter to like the the late '60s Hollywood that he grew up in, and that's exactly what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it has some some cool things, but it's it's not as um, plot heavy overall. I feel as some of his other things, it's more just kind of like character heavy, which is also a big mm-hmm. thing of his. And uh, so that's why I think it would need I would need a few viewings. It wasn't like oh this, it's not like you're going to dissect the plot. It's just more about like how these characters interact and meet each other and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, in comics, um, the writer Brian Michael Bendis, he gets um, 
he gets some flack online for having his characters like talk too much, mm. uh, but I really like that because I like to see the the various characters interact, and yeah. that's how I feel about Tarantino movies as well is seeing how these different actors play off each other. And even if the scene meanders for a while, the dialogue is is interesting enough to me that sure. I, I can sit through all of it. Um, even when it's in like a different language, like when we went to go see um, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards together, uh-huh. you and I, um, oh, a lot I of it is, you know, you have to, uh, God, what is that thing where there's oh, words on screen and you have to use your eyeballs to take it in? Read. I don't think that's it. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, you're not used to it. You don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't accept it. But God damn it, he does it well. So exactly. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to to watching it for sure. I've got all of the uh, the other Tarantino movies mm-hmm. on my iTunes. So nice. Just waiting for it to uh, show up on sale or uh, I don't know, stream somewhere, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'll jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I would think you would like it as well. It's any, any Tarantino mm-hmm. film, I think, uh, or any fan would, would like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's just something about his stuff. So I, I'm very excited to, to eventually watch that again because I think that'll be uh, – it'll increase with each viewing. It'll get better and better. I think that, that sounds about right. So Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Amanda liked it. Um, I don't think she liked it as much as me, um, but we both, you know, dug it overall. And mm-hmm. – um, yeah, it was it was cool. I liked everybody in it. You know, um, there's a little girl in it that works with DiCaprio. Uh, like he's like an actor in the movie, and she's mm-hmm. on set, and she was phenomenal. I don't know who she is, but she was really yeah. fun. He just cast really well. So, um, and then you know, seeing Brad Pitt and and DiCaprio and stuff, uh, it's always good. It was fun to see DiCaprio and um, I can't remember her name, Margot Robbie back because i love them both and um wolf oh of yes street. wolf of wall street yeah, yeah. and i forgot i was like oh yeah they're both like amanda pointed out she's like oh yeah they're like the wolf of wall street reunion i was like damn straight that's awesome so it's kind of fun to see them too i was i like the wolf of wall street um that's a scorsese joint right yep joint yeah. um i do have to say i was a little bit disappointed that he didn't turn into a werewolf i thought that was the point of the whole thing i i went in i was like it's about time they revamp the Wolfman, but he's he's out in the world. He's got a job. Yeah, you know, he's on the street. Is he is he a flawed wolf? Yeah, of course. A wolf. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> this day and age, and by this day and age, I mean <laughs> years, decades ago. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, overall, Wolf of Wall Street. Go check it out. I I'm ready, Brent. With with the uh-huh. way the world is going, you're dying this year. We're probably all dying this year. Australia is on mm-hmm. fire. Um, Everything's going to shit. So uh, I, I think that um, we just really need to go for it at this point. I think people are, are just ready for silliness and craziness mm-hmm. because I would love to see a Scorsese movie that's three hours long that follows a guy uh, as the Wolf of Wall Street. And at the very end, he turns into a fucking werewolf and just be like, Hell yeah. here you go, world. Like Scorsese mm-hmm. just all of a sudden being like, yeah, I made a werewolf movie. That would yeah. throw me off. So and it'd be like based on a true story. That guy does not turn into a werewolf, but in this movie, he does. Fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's just go for it, you know? Well, I believe in that movie there's there's definitely voiceover, but there's also... Isn't there a point where the actors talk directly to camera or something like that? Yeah, or, DiCaprio does. Yeah. Yeah. So there should be a scene in the movie after he turns into a wolf where he, like, turns to camera. He's like, look, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Did DiCaprio just turn into a wolf? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did turn into a wolf. But that's just how I am now. 
So, anyway, the <laughs> remaining three hours of this movie. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny to, like, see him, like, the scene where he crawls out of his fucked up car? Yes. He, just, <laughs> he pictures himself as DiCaprio. Driving without uh, any uh, problems, but the in actuality, <laughs> it's him as a werewolf <laughs> climbing out of that fucked up car. <laughs> and the werewolf in my head right now is like like Teen Wolf, where he like still interact with people, like he's still in clothes. Um, he's just yeah. all hairy, but he definitely has the basketball headband on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it took place in the eighties. That movie came out in the eighties. Like it's prime for it, so. Amazon Prime for it. Hell hey. yeah. You know, you got to keep that fur out of your face, you That's know? right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, any other thoughts on Once Upon a Time nah. in Hollywood? That's all good. But yeah, I recommend it. Hell yeah. Man, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited awesome. that you saw it. I'm excited that you liked it. Yeah. Um, it's been like somewhat, uh, I guess, uh, polarizing amongst audiences. Mm. Um, I think primarily for that Bruce Lee scene, but, mm-hmm. you know. It's a uh, it's a movie. It didn't actually happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. It, the, the fun parts of it, I can't really talk about because um, you know spoilers. There's, yeah, there's spoilers basically. So it'd be really interesting to, to to talk to you more about it once you've seen it as well. But um, yeah, without going into any kind of spoiler talk at all, then yeah, just I dug it. Okay. All right. Um, do you want to run Serpentine on this on this list here? Okay. So you go again, I'll and go then. Again. I'll go. Sure. Yeah. So uh, mine's really easy. But um, next one I think I have on the list is TV show. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, we've been rewatching the West Wing lately, and that's probably the first thing I saw in the new year. Um, uh, we love that show, but at a certain point, uh, Aaron Sorkin, who's one of my favorite writers, and the reasons that I liked that movie so much, uh, or like that show so much, uh, had left after the fourth season, I believe. And Amanda and I had never gotten through the fifth season. And finished it. We just always would just like it gets like the writing just gets bad and the characters get bad and we just never push through. So we're finally like we like the show enough. We're gonna push through. So we finally made it to uh, season six. And I think right around New Year we were in that transition from five to six. And things have gotten mm-hmm. good again. So it's kind of fun oh, to cool. revisit a show that's been off the air for so long, but be like, oh, I'm really digging it. And it's all brand new to me. So uh, oh, cool. I think yeah. there are seven seasons, if I remember right. Um, okay. So we're, we're getting close to the end, but uh, but it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So not much to that, really, but just a show we like a whole lot. And um, the only thing I will say right now, um, you know, I woke up the other day and uh, fucking Trump had ordered a bombing against Iran and all the shit is mm-hmm. blowing up everywhere. And in the in the show, there's like they had just dealt with very similar circumstances of mm-hmm. like terrorists and stuff and then like two days after that i was gonna tell amanda something that happened in our real world and i was like wait did that happen on the west wing or did that happen in real life and it really threw me uh, yeah but i was like the events are too close that i don't remember which one's which now and i had to be like oh i remember my story involved a cell phone and they didn't have cell phones in the show so like i okay. like it was long <laughs> enough ago that they didn't like use those often and i was like sure. oh that had to be now um, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, it was real life. So, uh, it's been kind of fucking me over, but, um, otherwise yeah. it's a, it's a cool show and I like it a lot. <laughs> Is this something that's streaming somewhere? Yeah, it's on or Netflix. You... On Netflix, yeah. the whole thing? Oh, wow. Yeah. Whole series. Wow. So, yeah. So that's how okay. we picked it up a few years ago and we've rewatched like the first four season a few times and then finally pushed through and now it's gotten good again in the sixth season. So if you're, uh, if you've ever done that, you're, you're a fan of that show as well and you like the mm-hmm. Sorkin years. Um, push through it gets kind of kind of cool gets better mm-hmm. 
yeah, I've seen a couple of like bits and pieces of episodes, and uh, I really like his dialogue mm. as well. Um, I love when they're just walking through halls talking, you know? It's good. It works, fun. man. Yeah. Yeah. They joke about it in some uh, episodes, too, because uh, they do it all the time. They do like yeah. a flashback episode to the very beginning, and they're like, why are we talking to the halls? And they're like, we're really busy. We're going to have to do a lot of this. And they're like, that's it. <laughs> they're just super busy. They don't have time to go to a hall and like do a room. You just got to walk and talk. They just try to explain they, it away. They look directly into camera and wink, and then Wolfman <laughs> DiCaprio walks out. <laughs> hey, oh. I know you're watching the West Wing, but also... <laughs> If you want to stream this, go to Prime, I guess. I don't know. I love this, too. You keep making me think of that Simpsons uh, character, the Poochie, the dog. Poochie. When he shows up, just, like, randomly just says shit and, like, skateboards away. Like, that's DiCaprio in my head for this. It's kind of a Teen Wolf Poochie situation. Um, Well, I, my first show for the new decade uh, was also something that we watched on Netflix. Stephen, we watched a six-episode documentary on your favorite comedian, Kevin Hart. Oh. Um, he's got a docu-series called Don't Fuck This Up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. I love his stand-up comedy. I think it's hilarious. Uh, his movie roles are kind of like hit and miss, and mm-hmm. the, the very movies themselves are also hit and miss, uh, though Jumanji was a lot of fun. Um, you don't like Kevin Hart, right? You said you Not don't really care for his, his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Have you ever seen any of his stand-up? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, not the actual stand-up. Maybe a joke here yeah. or there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it... Do you only hear the setup? You don't hear the... <laughs> you don't hear the punchline? You think that's probably why? That could be it. That could be huh. it. I mean, it's I like, usually listen to... Yeah. That's how I judge a comedian, though. I listen to uh-huh. the punchline. I, I the listen setup? to the, the setup. I stop yeah. it. Uh-huh. And I decide, was that a good story? Yeah. And then I'll go back and listen to the punchline if I think it's deemed worthy enough. Mm-hmm. And he's never yeah. listened to that for me. Sorry. You, uh, you came across... Uh, an in-progress uh, stand-up comedy special of his, and he was like, you know how everyone has normal dads, and you're like, I don't get this, and you <laughs> shut it off immediately. Yeah, pretty much. It's the okay. same thing with yeah. like uh, Gallagher. Never finished a yeah. Gallagher set. Um, he puts You a, only see him raise the mouth. Exactly. Cut it yeah. off. And you're like, where is this going? Yep, just, and I'm just yeah. not into it. Turn it off. I, I don't have you time kick, for it. You kick the tarp off of your body, <laughs> yeah. even though you're at home. <laughs> Yep. I was ready for it, but then I was uh-huh. like, it's too slow. Moving on. Yeah. It's like when you're online and it's like, this video is too slow. I'm just never going to watch it then. I'll just move yeah. on because I got other things to see. Mm-hmm. I think we should also explain that the reason that you have the tarp on you mm-hmm. is because you had a, uh, a bukkake uh, orgy that was going to happen, but you, it ended up getting canceled. And you're like, fuck this. <laughs> so you're already in a bad mood. Um. I had painted on my forehead a little bullseye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. That's where I got the idea. Yeah. Exactly. I was trying to test the, the waters first, uh-huh. uh, as it were. And, uh, yeah. yeah, then it got canceled. Yeah. The only plans I didn't want to get canceled, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. That's okay. We'll find the strength to let you go on. Yeah. You know? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> May 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He is released from this world. Um, but anyway, so this this docuseries uh, chronicles Kevin Hart's, um, well, I wasn't going to say his uh, fall from grace, but mm. because he's still like putting out movies and everything. Um, but there were some uh, issues that arose a couple of years back where uh, there's like a cheating scandal. And then he had um, somebody like found an old tweet of his mm. that was like homophobic, but he like grown since then and everything. And he had addressed it back in the day and, and whatnot. But it. it 
kicked back up again. He was supposed to host the Oscars, but they um, had him step down, or I think maybe he like stepped down himself yeah, or whatever. So right. there's some controversy, some tumultuous years there. But um, overall, I liked it. Uh, I tend to gravitate toward docu series mm-hmm. um, like this anyway, where we get to learn a, a little bit more about a an artist or comedian or you know um, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was overall enjoyable. You get to see uh, some of his friends that he grew up with and see that camaraderie that he shares with them. And uh, yeah, overall, I, I thought it was good. It, it's probably not like the best choice for, for starting off the uh, the new year. Mm-hmm. Nothing uh, high art or you know anything uh, stupid, but uh, got to keep it real. That's, uh, that's what it was. Fair We'd enough. already watched like the first two episodes uh, mm. like earlier in the week. And so we just like picked that up. Uh, we also finished the most recent season of younger uh, on Hulu. We're about to start that. Yeah. What'd you think? Oh, okay. So I forgot how loud that show is. Um, There's constant (laughs) like loud, like poppy music playing in the Uh background. Um, But uh, yeah, so we we were like watching like two episodes of the Kevin Hart thing and then like maybe three or four of the Mm -hmm. of uh, younger and then like jumping back and forth. So there's like a big like tonal like dissonance, (laughs) uh, you know, between the two. That's funny. But um, but yeah, either way, we, you know, ended up finishing both shows earlier this week cool. so uh yeah that was good good time yeah that's one of the ones we had paused our hulu subscription for a while and it's it kicked back on in mm-hmm. december and i'd forgotten about it so i was like oh well let's at least check if younger's on and it, oh, the full thing was on so it's like all right yeah. cool so we'll just watch that this this month and then we'll get rid of hulu again as we mm-hmm. always do and then uh yeah mm-hmm. be good but yeah. i'm looking forward to that one i was hoping that would have yeah. been my tv show that i watched first but uh yeah yeah that's all right um, well, I will, uh, since we're going serpentine, go I'll, I'll go again for the first song of the new year. Let me set this one up. Um, so as I was putting this list together, I was like, you know, whenever we left my, my friend Ross's house on, you know, early New Year's morning, I think we left at like 1.30. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, we stayed safe. Um, and uh, my wife drove you because I had been drinking a little bit, but I was fully sober by the time we, we left. You were a condom, um, I wore a condom, um, and I just poured it, poured the alcohol into the condom, and then, you know, just pulled it out and, you know, flushed it down the toilet. It came back up. It, cl- it caused some plumbing issues. I don't want to get into it. I Legally, I can't speak about it. pulling you over, and you're, you have a condom full of beer you're just holding, and you're just like, what? <laughs> down it. What do you think about this? Just pour it on them and then drive off. Um, but yeah, like on the, on the car ride home, my wife didn't have the radio on and we were like just talking or whatever. And, um, which is horrifying to me because I always like to have mm. music playing in the background. I just gotta, just gotta have it. Gotta for me. jam out. But yeah, but, um, you know, I didn't even notice till we got home and, uh, it was like new year's day or whatever. I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I need to find, you know, a, a song I want to listen to, um, for the new year and everything. And then I was like, Oh, you know what? I already heard my first song of the new year. And um, as we were playing board games, um, we we stopped at a certain point, uh, saw the the uh, the new year come in. And uh, my friend Ross's apartment is is right off of uh, uh, Riverside here in Tulsa. And there's some fireworks that went off and everything. Mm-hmm. So we, we watched that. And then we continued playing board games and whatnot. And he put on some music in the background, but it was like instrumentals or, or something like that. So I, I couldn't identify a song. And I really didn't even know it was playing until um, like well into it or whatever. Yeah. But it was just like some background music. So technically the first song I heard was as he was going through his uh, his playlist there, he I saw him go through and purposely pick a song and look directly at me, <laughs> stare me 
in the eyes. And uh, we had a little bonding moment because the song he put on is the song Kick the P.A. from the Spawn soundtrack by Korn and the Dust Brothers. So that is my official first song Fantastic. of the decade. So, um, and Ross and I did a uh, an episode on Spawn, yeah. the, the movie and the soundtrack and everything. So people want to go check that out. There's a clip of that song in there. But um, yeah, so that's my first song of the decade is a song that came out in 1997, I believe. Nice. So check it out. Yeah. I guess, you know. Hey, you don't know what's going to happen in 2020. You know, any, anything you can happen, clearly. I think mm-hmm. that's a good start because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Your death, but you don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously. Kind of all leads yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine was uh, kind of similar in the fact that um, I guess my first song of the. Was from the Spawn soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Filter and the Crystal Method? It was Casey Musgraves <laughs> from the Spawn soundtrack <laughs> in 1990s. Amanda had made me uh, make a, a quick little 10-minute playlist for the uh, last bit of the year. And then leading into the new year, at kind of midnight, we uh, I made a little uh, New Year's Eve playlist. And it was the What Are You Doing New Year's Eve by Casey Musgraves. So uh, Amanda mm-hmm. and I love that song. And it was the first thing that rang in the new year with us. So uh, nothing much, nothing big. Yeah. Um, I had listened to it. It was basically on my Christmas playlist. I'd been listening to it a lot. But uh, yeah, Amanda and I... You know, just spend a, a quiet evening at home uh, mm-hmm. that night and put on uh, some movies and stuff and then put on that music. And guys, we, I don't know if you know this about married couples, but we, we kind of made out. And by make oh. out, I mean we, we quickly, quickly pecked and then went to bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> separate beds, separate rooms. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the, the planning that went into it. Um, mm. I used to make little like, uh, playlist for like road trips or whatever and i would burn songs to cds and i was like here's the specific order like so oh, much yeah. to where i'd be like okay so the ending of this song leads into this song i listened to it i was awesome. like hmm, does it feel right too high energy too high energy okay we're starting off the road trip want some want to ease into it and all that stuff so it's I, a I, big deal it is yeah, yeah. i, I uh, totally sympathize with with mm-hmm. that um i i saw a video earlier this week about um there was some guys that like synced up Avengers Endgame with the. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, awesome. Th- have you seen that with uh, the Tony the, Stark? The snap. Tony Stark. Tony Stark snap. Yeah. Uh huh. Where like as soon as he snaps his fingers, it it kills 2019. Mm. I hadn't hadn't heard it described that way, and that makes even more sense. I like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. I saw. I heard about that. I also heard about a like there was various ones I saw online, like a Friends episode where Chandler is uh, saying, like, welcome to 2020 on, like, a video for Emma, um, that if you start the episode at, like... I know, I didn't remember this. There's an episode of, like, Emma's birthday, who's uh, Ross and Rachel's daughter, and they're doing, like, a video for her future, and Chandler says, like, hey, Emma, it's 2020. And so if you start that episode, like, eight minutes and 39 seconds before midnight, like, he'll say Mm -hmm. that right at midnight. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. And then I saw the snap one, and I was like, oh, I bet that'd be pretty cool, but I'm not going to put the effort Mm -hmm. in. And so yeah. I saw a video, someone did it, and it was awesome. Yeah. Super cool. So here's here's the thing, right? Okay, so five years ago or whatever, I was thinking, man, if they do a, a Friends, like, reunion show or whatever, you know, assuming it, it's in real time, kind of like the show was, uh, they would have to address the children and everything, but mm. now all the kids would be grown up and off to college or whatever. So they bring the, the main Friends cast back. And hmm. 
they could just talk about their off-screen children or whatnot. For one, you're totally right, because um, there's a certain point in time when you just never see Ross's son, Ben, ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, he even yeah. has another daughter later on, and they basically treat it as if it's his first kid. They kind of talk about Ben, but they're not like, Ben never meets Emma, as far as I've ever seen. Um, yeah. He doesn't come back when he's older. So they've already written off children that um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Ben died, and they just don't talk about him, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty interesting. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, you can. Uh, you made me think, though, too, that like, kind of like uh, Girl Meets World, the reboot of Boy Meets World with his daughter yeah. or their daughter. You know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the lead role. Um, man, we're getting up to the point. Like, Friends debuted in 1994. In 2024 to, like, 2030, their kids will be, like, the ages that they were in the show Holy to start shit. with. They're, like, mid-20-somethings, right? Like, <laughs> they all come back. They're the new friends. <laughs> they could do that. I don't yeah. want them to. I, I, you know, we like our friends. But uh, mm-hmm. what if it were a reboot of their kids but their original friends play their kids is that cool <laughs> everybody cool with that yeah it'll be like uh what hot american summer first day of camp everybody's like mm-hmm. 20 years older but they play like they're younger just you know fuck it mm-hmm. yeah that's the reboot yeah, i want you got like 53 year old david schwimmer out there yep wearing <laughs> wearing like a, a beanie on his head with a propeller on it you know just to really yep. like no they're She's young. young. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's younger than the original cast was supposed to be. I don't care. They're in there. And then when you actually have to show the original cast in their original roles, uh, you have to really age them up, actually. Um, mm-hmm. You got to make them all gray and wrinkly and gross because um, they're in their, yeah, 50s. So mm-hmm. they're near yeah. death, I guess. Yeah. Um, Aren't we all? Huh? Yep. What did you say? Australia's on fire. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, was it my turn? Your turn? I think uh, uh, your turn. Song? Yeah, yeah. Serpentining it. Yes. Um, yeah. Not so, at all confusing. Listen, it's how we roll here, uh, confusing yep. each other and ourselves. Um, yeah. So next one, a podcast. So um, yeah, I another podcast we've been listening to, but Amanda and I had stopped kind of listening to some at the end of the year, and with all the holidays being in the middle of the week, it all it was all weird and stuff. But we finally mm-hmm. got back into them on the new year um, with an armchair expert, which I love that podcast with Dax Shepard. Mm-hmm. But he was interviewing Justin Long, and I fucking love Justin Long, and yep. uh, so I thought it was really intriguing. We're still not finished with it because uh, first world problem. Amanda and I can usually get through an episode of that show. Um, we listen to it on our commute to work, but not home. We just that that one way, and it's usually about an hour. So, like this two-hour podcast, we can get through usually in two days. We'll do it like back to back. But because school's been out and a lot of people were out for the holidays, traffic has been so fast that it will take us like four days to listen to this episode because it's been taking us thirty <laughs> minutes to get to work. So we're only we're still less than an hour in, I think, for this show. Um, but so far, so good. Uh, Justin Long is is charming and, and awesome. Um, and, uh, it's, it's cool to hear them talk. I'd forgotten they've, they've done some movies together, but not really worked together. He and Dax, mm-hmm. um, like I think voice work. And then like, they were both in, um, I think Justin said he was in idiocracy as well, which I didn't remember that, but, uh, I think he's more of a bit character in that one. Cause he was still pretty young and yeah. then Dax is like one of the main characters. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And, uh, I'm not listening to a ton of podcasts right now, but I'm still really digging that one. Yeah. Um, we've, we've only listened to a couple of those episodes. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I liked what I've, I've heard. Yeah. Um, 
So doesn't he have like his own like special recliner or whatever that he records from? They yeah, uh, like ongoing thing. It seems pretty rad, dude. They they have like a uh, converted like apartment above a garage at their house, mm-hmm. and so they've made it into like their podcast studio. So it has like the angled corners of the from the roof, you know, and they have like. A, their different uh, soundproofing material and stuff up there but then he has like a couch for guests and then he has like a recliner and they just have their microphones like next to it so they're all just chilling in like an attic you know like you know fun little zone or whatever and, and doing their thing yeah. um so it seems pretty cool really you know relaxed and people can kind of just curl up on the couch and just talk or whatever and last I heard, there was a bathroom without a door on it. That's right. Um, has that situation ever <laughs> been resolved? You know, I don't know. We don't listen to it enough in, uh, in, in, in order. We listen to just like random people we like uh, here and there. But uh, they didn't talk about that for a while. They would just joke that they could just hold up a curtain while the, <laughs> while the guest is, is urinating, which I think is fantastic because they have all these celebrities rolling in and be like, yeah, uh-huh. fuck it. Uh-huh. So, but the That's pretty funny. Poor dropping deuces. I don't know. I think Justin Long would be up for that. Um, yep. But that was a good episode. I recommend that show in general. We basically just find the people we like the most and listen to those, but I would listen to any of them. Um, he has, like, expert on experts where he has, like, other people that you might not have heard of, but, like, scientists and all kinds of things come on there, and that's kind of fun, too. Um, but mostly we listen to, like, the people we know. So Yeah. Uh, it would be funny if uh, Kristen Bell was like, why are you putting up a door? He's like, oh, uh, John Goodman's coming over for an interview. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he will take a shit, so just getting this out of the way. I thought you were just you know, laying the groundwork for some uh, absolute respect for one Mr. John Goodman because uh, mm-hmm. he is whew, amazing person. Love that dude. He really is, yeah. yeah. Did you know he was a voice in the uh, first Mark Wahlberg Transformers movie? Oh, no. <laughs> Random. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was weird. Like, yeah, yeah, bizarre, bizarre. Uh, Okay, so for me, uh, first podcast I listened to was actually a podcast that was released on New Year's Day itself. Mm. Um, It was just part of my regular listening routine, my weekly uh, podcast routine. Uh, It was an episode of the Teacher's Lounge podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, I listened to it on the Stitcher Premium app, but I think the newer episodes are all available on whatever streaming platform you want to listen to. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a podcast app you want to listen to on. That's a sentence. Uh, anyway, so it was uh, Season 9, Episode 16. Uh, they had a special guest on there, Jamie Dinbo, who played the New Year's Eve, uh, like, I, baby, I guess, is what it was. Um, uh, New Year's baby Wanda. And, uh, man, it was so fucking funny. Such a, a great show. Um, I've talked about the Teacher's mm-hmm. Lounge before, but uh, generally it's, uh, like, four... Uh, improv comedians who um, portray like teachers at a at a, a school, Hamilton High School, and uh, they were each work in different departments. But like their their story is, is like just grow so insane and crazy and off the wall that is just like it's outlandish and it's it's really just like four best friends cracking each other up throughout the show and about mm-hmm. halfway through they bring on a uh, another improv comedian guest and uh, man it's just such a funny fucking show i end up laughing at least a few times throughout every episode so it's a it's a good one definitely a, a show to check out yeah you had mentioned that before and i thought it sounded great um Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just not that into podcasts right now, which is hilarious mm-hmm. that we do this at all. Um, but uh, oh, I'm not even recording. <laughs> Are we, I thought we were just telling stories. <laughs> no, um, like I loved loved that um, that podcast with the um, I can't remember what it's called because I remember the Michael Myers one, but the the 
Uh, Voorhees oh. We Trust. Yeah, with Gorelli and Rust. Yeah, yeah, I listened to like one and a half episodes and I was like, yeah, I'm really into it. I love it. There's like a limited number because they're going through the movies that are there. So, you yeah. know, like you can finish it. It's like a season. And uh, yeah, never listened to it again. Um, <laughs> just haven't been back to it. I keep, I think about it like once a week and I'm like, oh, I should listen to that again. And I just don't. Mm-hmm. My job, I used to, the place I used to work was so easy to like turn my mind off and just listen to podcasts and do things. But my now, uh, even songs sometimes, if like, if it's like new music that I'm trying to listen to and not stuff I already know, even that can sometimes jumble my brain. Cause I like, I have so many numbers going and I'm copying and pasting and doing all these spreadsheets and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's like, I can't listen to it at work anymore. And it's really like the commute since, uh, Amanda and I drive together. Now we listen to stuff we both want to listen to. So, you know, she didn't mm-hmm. really care for the, uh, Voorhees talk overall yeah. so um it's just finding time and then you know the the inclination to to listen to some podcasts because the <laughs> right. teacher's lounge sounds awesome yeah um, the one you were describing before just sounds like fucking crazy and hilarious so yeah. well Someday. i from what i understand most people only have time to listen to our show that's true um so because some of the other ones they're so long interfere <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh well i will go again uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about the first comic I read for this new year. Um, have you read anything? I was going to say I haven't yet. Not a comic. Okay. Yet. Okay. Cool. Um, so I will. Uh, I'll put it to you like this. So like as I was going throughout the the week after New Year's, I was like, okay, so I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. Like going through my pop culture first. I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't read a comic this this year yet. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. what what am I going to choose to to kick off this new decade and like i had one queued up in in comiXology uh there was just like a a one-off like humor comic uh from Mm -hmm. marvel that came out earlier this year called crazy i thought yeah it'd be fun to just like start off with something ridiculous you know something a little bit stupid or whatever um you know just just for the the fun of it you know so uh, i was like well, maybe I'll do that. And then, like, I slept on it, and the next day I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Is that how I want to kick off this new decade? Yeah. You know, something that we're going to talk about on on the podcast. I don't know how well it's going to hold up. And my enthusiasm for reading that, that comic kind of went away, <laughs> drifted yeah. away a little bit. And then I was like, well, maybe I should read something more well-regarded and something that would stand the test of time a little bit more. You know, um, and I was like, well, it's it's Friday at this point. Like, do I, do I want to like try to cram in and like stress out about trying to read like a 12 issue series or like, um, you know, just doing, trying to cram a long read into a trunk out, a truncated amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Eh, that's going to be more stressful than enjoyable. Like how am I, maybe that's not a good approach either. And then I was like, well, should I just find like a, a random superhero comic and read that, you know, cause there's some touchstones there, you know, uh, might be a, a little bit easier, but then another part of me was like, should I just focus on some creators that I like instead and, and read something from them? Steven, I found something <laughs> I came across. I was, I spent time in my, my office here at my house and I've got a bunch of like bookshelves of stuff that I haven't read kind of spread throughout. And I was going through and like looking at different things like, Oh, maybe this and maybe that's going back and forth. And it wasn't until like the very end of going through my room as I was getting ready to walk out and and uh, just go to my iPad and try to find something on Comixology, something caught me out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, "That's the one, Hostess." Um, that was an old tagline, not funny clearly. Uh, anyway, so I I I saw a book. I was like, "Oh, you know what? 
this is uh, this can definitely work. Checks all those boxes, right? Mm-hmm. So I read an issue of Fantastic Four from 1960 um, oh, wow. by legendary creators Stanley and Jack Kirby. They were on a roll. You know, mm-hmm. this is their main book. It's it's the book that kicked off the modern Marvel Comics universe. Nice. And uh, issue 48 is the beginning of what's called the Galactus Saga. Oh, it introduces okay. uh, Galactus and the Silver Surfer, who is in that uh, one Fantastic Four movie. Uh, I stand by that Silver Surfer being cool. Okay. The rest of the movie, not, not great. But uh, Chris Evans is good in it. I like Michael Chiklis, you know. Mm-hmm. Jessica Alba is attractive, you know. Mm-hmm. There's that other movies guy. that movies that ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it all the time. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I have the entire film tattooed on my back. What? Wow. Does that make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I so I read the the first issue of that comic, and like I said, you know, it's it, it involves superheroes. It has legendary creators. It's a well regarded, uh, well, Fantastic Four. Those those first hundred and three issues or 102 issues uh, all by the same creative team mm-hmm. well regarded generally and the Galactus Saga specifically those three issues highly well regarded um, and if you're thinking to yourself that's all cool but it doesn't check off the stupid criteria <laughs> well you're in luck Stephen oh, because baby. the way I read the book is certainly very stupid um, but hey at least it cost me a lot of money to do it because <laughs> Stephen, I read. This. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't even fit, fit the whole thing on screen. But this is a giant hardcover. That of, is giant. It's called uh, Fantastic Four: Behold Ellipses Galactus uh, by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and then John Byrne and John uh, Buscema. And it wow. is a, a collection of the uh, the three Stan Lee. Uh, uh, Jack Kirby issues and then some other issues by those other creators I mentioned and uh, it is oversized so as you can tell it's very heavy uh, very cumbersome to read so I had to set this on my kitchen (laughs) counter and read it in my kitchen as I was like standing over it I Um, had to buy a podium I Uh, did yeah (laughs) podium broke so I was like fuck it I'll use this this marble (laughs) countertop Um, but the uh, the the book is way oversized. Mm-hmm. It's I measured it. It's twenty one and a half inches tall, fourteen inches wide. Wow! Much much larger than your standard comic, and it was a, a something that I wanted to pick up and read. Certainly not possible. So again, I had to lay it flat and yeah. just like turn the pages or whatever. But <laughs> my God, the artwork looks so good. And even though comics from you know back in the sixties and beyond are very wordy. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything is so giant that it seems spaced out hmm. and uh, doesn't seem as um, cumbersome to read. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I did. That was my first comic, and uh, I'm generally or genuinely grunting picking this up yeah. because it is heavy as fuck. It's about to break my knee that I've got it balanced on right now. But um, yeah, I'm going to finish out the other nice. two issues of the uh, Galactus Saga probably later this week. But. Uh, uh, was it a wise choice? Oh. Probably not. But uh, I did it. Uh, no, it's uh, sitting on my floor. This whole thing, <laughs> even though it's so massive, it was uh, just fifty dollars, and uh, mm-hmm. that's before the uh, the discount I got on Amazon. So um, it's a it's a cool like conversation piece, yeah. you know. It's one of these big ones. And also, if I decide to start working out, you know, I just start doing some lifts. I mean, you won't, but 
That's fucking no. Um, Hell no. First off, uh, it's a cool coffee table book in the terms that I mean that you could make a coffee table out of it. Oh, yeah, I've got some legs I'm going to yeah, attach to it later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, also I imagined uh, you trying to read that in bed. And I was like, <laughs> I imagine, you know, how you do with like an iPad or a book, you know, cut above your head, you're laying back. And then uh-huh. you like start to fall asleep and it falls on your face and that's how you die. Steven, that's how I want to go <laughs> yeah. out in April of this year. <laughs> Reading an oversized comic. Hell yeah. Heavy, heavy ass comic. He went out the way he wanted to go. Yep. Paper cuts. Yep. That's right. <laughs> and and being crushed. <laughs> yeah. Being crushed by his one true love there. Um, okay, so you don't you don't have a comic for, for this one, right? No, I, I almost okay. read some Star Wars ones that I had already, you know, kind of in the middle of, but um, mm-hmm. I haven't really read anything this year yet. So um, Fair enough. Yeah. Happens. And then uh, I think the last one on the list was video game, which So let, yeah. b- before you before you begin. Please. Let me let me give a qualifier here. So I'm not counting uh, the like mobile games that I play or whatever, okay. like the Marvel Strike Force game I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. I'm not really counting that um, because my version of playing a game again is just leveling up characters, uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty boring. So for me, I'm counting um, only a game that I played yesterday uh, on my uh, Apple Arcade or on my Apple TV through Apple Arcade. Oh, okay, yeah, I got out my controller and everything, sat on the couch, played it for a little bit. So that's my criteria. If you've got separate criteria you want to use go for it well it's just that i haven't i got rid of apple arcade um, okay i had it for a month and i liked it but then at the even at the end of the did month, you have it repoed i not on the show brent not on the show please Steven, i i told you to pay your if you need money to pay your bill i don't have the five dollars for that apple arcade <laughs> <laughs> it was cool it's cheap I, I like the idea that maybe like other things i've been trying to, to think about like mm-hmm. Disney Plus and stuff. Like I have that through the end of January, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I want to try to go, you know, whenever I want something on there, instead of like buying that movie or whatever, I'll just pay the $10 for the service and then be able to mm-hmm. watch, you know, everything for a month or whatever. Same kind of thing with this, with the Apple Arcade. I really realized I got to the end of it and I wasn't playing a lot of the stuff that I even liked a whole lot. Like the the yeah. two main games I liked, I uh, basically beat one and then the other one I'd gotten really far and I, it was getting less interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that said eventually I'm, I'm glad to, I'll be glad to get back into it and I can pick those games up and new ones so mm-hmm. um, I just haven't really been playing a lot I, I talked about that Neo Defense game recently I've been playing mm-hmm. that a, a shit ton um, and I'm stuck on a fucking level for like three days now uh, it's, it's the boss level of the second section of, of games there's like maybe like 20 per section and I'm on the second one and uh, it's called The Boss and it is fucking me over but uh, it's been really fun it's a tower defense game I really like um, that's pretty much the only thing I've been playing lately. I'm so stuck on this one level, I just got to beat it. It's the only thing I can think about. Um, and is actually, this on your phone, go. or are you playing it on your Apple TV? In uh, the iPad. It's like a, an iPhone oh, okay. thing. Um, gotcha. But yeah, yeah, I usually play it on my iPad at home. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just a fun like tower defense thing. I, I really like the... kind of looks like... Uh, it reminds me of like, Tron. It's like, it's like a black background with like... Um, lots of like bright colors and stuff kind of filling out the space. And then like um, everything's really simple. It's like old school graphics like green outlines to things on a black background and then whenever things blow up though with like the lasers and stuff like the the sprites and stuff they put in there for the explosions are like crazy visual and bright and cool oh yeah so i I like the effects of it um but yeah then the gameplay it's just a really fun simple game i just don't i realize more and more i just don't play a ton that has that i need to like invest a lot of time in um just kind of the really quick games but i'm curious that the game you played though was that a a new one that maybe i haven't heard of for apple tv or yeah, it just came out. Um, real quick, though, yeah. you said that you beat a game on 
Apple Arcade. What game did you beat? Uh, that um, Impossible Road that I showed you with the where you had oh, the ball. Oh yeah, god damn that game lives up to his name <laughs> yeah i really like really liked that game and uh the more you uh play like you kind of figure out the different like um versions of the the car i guess it's just like a, a, a like a ball um there's like different you know how fast it can go like it's grip on the road and blah blah, blah. and eventually i just really it just like really clicked with me and i just mm-hmm. kept going and kept going until eventually i just beat it and then i was like oh i guess i'll just replay everything and try to get three stars instead of like one or two on some <laughs> of the ones that i beat you know whatever so uh, i eventually yeah. got bored with that one switched over to that other traffic game i can't remember what it's called I, i'd shown you where it's like a there's like a side scroller version or like an overhead version. Um, yeah, I like that game a lot. You're like a racing and traffic game, um, but really, mm-hmm. those are the only two that I really stuck with on Apple Arcade. A lot of the other ones I even liked. I was just like, yeah, I just never played them again. Played yeah. like once or twice and just never went back. So <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I'm just not that into it anymore. You know? Yeah, it's it's hard to find what will like keep your attention or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I was I really got sucked into Inmost there for a while and I yeah. too was also to the point where I was just like, I might just cancel Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. And then the <laughs> end of last month, end of December, I saw that there was a, a game that came out. It's called Stella. Okay. Um and it's somewhat reminiscent of uh, you and I had both independently of each other uh played the demo of Inside. Yeah. Right, um, which is like a side-scrolling yeah. game. Oof. It's kind of like a, a puzzle game, but also like dark. You're like a character that's running through this landscape, and these different um, things happen throughout. Like I don't really know how I don't to spoil quite it. Really, a, yeah, either I guess. But yeah, yeah, you're being I, like hunted almost. Chased. Yeah, it's like a like a side scroller, but uh, a little bit like dark and like haunting yeah. looking that type of thing. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so that's kind of what what Stella is. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't uh, plunked down the the money for the full version of Inside yet, but I uh, I was thinking about it. Yeah, and I saw Stella was out there. And I was like, oh, this is very similar. So <laughs> nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this uh, as part of the, the Apple Arcade membership. But um, yeah, I played it for a while uh, yesterday, and uh, what I like about it is like it really is just like you running through a landscape again, side scrolling, and then like eventually you come across like kind of a puzzle you have to figure out, and they're like certain parts of um, your environment that you can interact with and the game itself is pretty good about like there's no instruction uh, on how to play the game really mm-hmm. like it gives you an overhead view of your controller it's like you move forward with the joystick or the d-pad and then you use this button to jump this button to grab mm. that's it oh wow like there's no story you're just like thrown into the whole thing and uh, so the game uses like color in a creative way Mm -hmm. to where like it's mostly like drab colors but every once in a while you'll run by something and it's oh this is stark red i haven't seen that in this game before i wonder if i can grab it oh my god i can (laughs) i can move a thing so um it's fun to like piece together how to do those puzzles and uh and solve Mm. those problems and um i uh i I like that it lets you pick up where you leave off Mm -hmm. like so quickly you know you don't have like so many continues and then you have to start all the way over or whatever um that's uh that type of game plays in the past man yeah what are you trying to do you know this looks so. pretty rad i was trying to look it up as you were talking yeah. and first off um it's it's this is a game it's s-t-e-l-a one l i typed in stella with two l's before and apparently i have never heard of this but apparently there is an angry birds game called stella now with two l's what 
and really? Gilbert and Stella. And it's the only thing that would come up when I typed in Stella game. And I had yeah. to finally be like, stop sending me angry or whatever. It's like this pink character. Um, oh, wow. But it's like, if you Google like Stella, just a game, it just like pulls up everywhere in Google. And I was That's like, a good I point. this seems so different from what Brendan is describing. <laughs> and he hasn't mentioned Angry Birds once. <laughs> no, that's it. No, that's you're right. One. Yeah. <laughs> Two L's. No, no yeah. S-T-E-L-A. Yeah, it looks really rad. Um, and it does remind yeah. me of... Uh, I can Inside. Re- yeah, the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's rad, man. Yeah. Uh, there are some like... I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, I don't know what the story is, really. Like, again, you're just thrown into this environment and are trying to escape or something like that. Yeah. Um, and there are these, like, alien creatures that, like, will come and, and get you if you don't hide behind a tree or, you know, make a noise or whatever. Um, it's just really fun to, like, figure out these little, like, it's essentially like a side-scrolling game. And occasionally, hey, here's a puzzle for you to figure out. Oh, you did it? Keep going. We got another one for you. That sounds great. It, it's nothing that's, like, overly complicated. There's no crazy... Um, controls you have to master mm-hmm. you know you're not trying to figure out a, a hadouken or anything <laughs> like that uh, you're trying to uh, move forward and move the game on so it's something that you can like pick up and play for a little bit and put back down and pick back up where you left off yeah. so I'm, I'm into that type of uh, gameplay currently so yeah, I'm digging it I think yeah you and I kind of are really similar with gameplay like uh, the visuals mm-hmm. are what draw me in initially with this type of game yeah. And it's like, I just want to play in this, you know, painterly world. It just, it's just cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, I like, I like sort of puzzle games. I also don't really like something that's so complicated or so like detailed that I have to like spend a lot of time getting into it. Um, yeah. You and I both seem to be much more of the, if not mobile games than like this, where it's like just mm-hmm. easy to pick up and, and play instead of having like a big console and like a huge campaign and all this stuff or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, that sounds really cool. It looks really right. I hadn't heard mm-hmm. of that before. So yeah, cool. I just just came across it like I said at the end of the last month. Yeah. So kind of snuck through there, um, and I hadn't been going through as mm-hmm. I as much or as often as I had before about checking Apple Arcade every Friday. I just kind of fell out of that routine. Yeah, and I just happened to come across it, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, that seems that seems fun. I do so. for sure like this new model. Um, the streaming model in general is so interesting, and in how it's all playing out, um, and then kind of into video games like the oh, Google has Stadia. I think it's how it's pronounced that they're okay. Yeah, it's also like a subscription-based game system, and then mm-hmm. you have like a controller and stuff, so you like play real games. But um, I'm intrigued to see how this all shapes up. But so far, I like it because paying like it's so weird in the mo- mobile world, especially like paying like a dollar or two dollars for a game is like fucking absurd. Like, well, I'm not gonna do that, but it's like that's so cheap. <laughs> but paying five dollars to have access to games for a while, like I'm totally cool with that. And it was nice. Like I do kind of miss like. Um, the day after or two days after when I was at work and I was like, oh, I'm going to pick up like Impossible Road or whatever. And then I was like, oh, I don't have access to it anymore. Um, that kind of sucks. But then I was like, yeah. well, but if I wanted to play it, I could just play, I could just pay $5 and play it for an entire month and play anything else that comes out. So it's kind of nice. Right. I like how it's basically like my idea for it is, like I said earlier, like instead of like if I find something for rent or to buy for like 6 to $10, it's like, well, if I find it on a streaming service, just purchase that streaming service for the month and then I have access to everything they have and then try to make it worth my while, you know? Right. It's kind of yeah. interesting with the games as well. Kind of the same kind of idea. So, mm-hmm. And that's why you plunk down the, the money for the Pornhub Premium yep. uh, Wait, account, what? right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so do we um, want to uh, jump over into um, your uh, your Star Wars thoughts? Yeah. T-H-O-T? I'm cool with that. Um, okay. So I had... 
you know, I had so many thoughts after watching Rise of Skywalker, and then we had to wait a few days to record our podcast, and by that time, there had been such an uproar online that you and I had to spend a lot of our time, um, you know, we were... Doing damage control. Basically, yeah. yeah. We were uh, basically, you know, having to to deal with that and and our place and what we liked about the movie and um, thought about it in general. And so I really needed to, you know, kind of gather my thoughts and see the Rise of Skywalker again to kind of to get more in there. So uh, just a brief talk. I, I wanted to. I, I've. I've. I think I've finally gotten my overall thoughts of why I like the way it went, and uh, so I wanted to kind of lay those out. So uh, okay. the first thing that I, I wanted to mention was I found this article. I was looking for some other people, you know, like-minded people for this, for my theories and thoughts on, on these movies. And I found one that I um, wholeheartedly agreed with as far as I remember everything in it. Um, and it was on Slash Film, actually. I just for- had not seen this writer before. Her name is Donna Dickens. And I ended up searching her out. Um, it looks like she used to write just like medium posts and stuff. And now she's been mm-hmm. kind of picked up on Slash Film, maybe some other places. But I really like her opinions about this and some other things uh but she uh, wait mm-hmm. wait real quick oh, yeah. should we should we put down a uh, spoiler blanket we should here? probably yeah overall okay. I, i'd say for rise of skywalker and then the entire saga of star wars just because it plays out together so much um, okay because a lot of my thoughts kind of are like why i think it's a good ending to the whole saga so yeah spoilers for sure Okay, so we're out in a field. We got the spoiler blanket. We're getting ready to lay it down, and then we see there's a, a fire ant mound. Oh, shit. And um, so, fuck. Now we're going to have to move this. I don't... Fuck. I can't find my car keys. <laughs> shit. <laughs> God damn it. This is, a, this is insane. Oh, damn it. We're halfway back to the car. Uh-oh. I didn't grab the food. I brought that empty picnic basket. Uh, Full of ants? Well, empty... Empty outside of, uh, you know, some open condom packages. Oh, sure. Uh, I, I really thought it was going to go down, but <laughs> now we got to go. Oh, God. The fire ants have <laughs> assembled into one giant fire ant. And now it's coming after us. To the car we go. Okay. There you go. Blanket spread. Cool. Yeah. That's basically how it is. Um, so I found this article by uh, Donna Dickens on Slash Films called Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is a Love Letter to the Larger Star Wars Universe. And uh, I like it because in the beginning she mentions that like amongst the slash film crew, like she's definitely the minority for really liking it. But instead okay. of talking about their differences and stuff, she's like, I'm just going to talk about why I loved it. So I really liked that. I respected that. And then um, what she ends up saying in it, I, I really agreed with too, because um, as sorry, I keep, whatever messing up on me. Well, well, I'll try to send that to you, Brent, because I, I think you'd be curious to read it. Um, okay. But uh, so here's my thing. Uh, oh, zip. <laughs> <laughs> Pop. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, in this, some of this all is a rehash from stuff we talked about before, but this, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, my second viewing, um, I loved it, loved it all over again. I had so much fun. Oh, okay, um, cool. I think, I think it is perfect. Um, I, I am tempted to, <laughs> Because of the backlash, that makes me love it even more, I think. <laughs> Specifically because I feel like I need to show it the love it deserves and, like, convince other people or whatever, which I'm not really concerned about that. I'm just, in general, like, I, I'm like, I need to show my love for it versus their hatred of it, you know? So sure. it almost, like, makes me like it more in that way. But okay. um, it's close to, if not my favorite Star Wars movie. 
now. Wow. Incredible. And that's, that's going to take some time to work through. Obviously I'm going to have to uh-huh. see it a lot more and in context, but before I went to rewatch it, I did rewatch this whole new trilogy. Um, so I started with force awakens and the last Jedi and stuff. And in particular, one of the reasons I really like this, um, this movie, the rise of Skywalker is because it, uh, it helps me make sense and like the last Jedi and the prequels. And it's because mm. it, it involves all of the story. And I had mentioned before that um, we basically you know, refer to this as the Skywalker saga. But what we've learned is really it's the Palpatine Skywalker like family saga. And it's always been mm-hmm. a soap opera. It's, it's kind of like a space version of the Hatfields and the McCoys. Exactly. Precisely. That it's like this That classic John Williams score. But it really opened it up to me. I, I, a lot of people were really upset that like Palpatine came back. And like what I realized is people had such ideas for what this trilogy, this new trilogy could be. And what their ideas were is they were like, all right. Three movies came out, the Star Wars original trilogy, right? And okay. it's like the story about Luke, and then you find out, oh, his his father is Darth Vader, and then he has a twin sister, um, but she doesn't like have Force powers, like they don't talk about it at least that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's she's not being like trained as a Jedi or whatever. And people are like, yeah, cool, this is a great story. Um, you know, Luke turns his father back to the light side. His father kills the Emperor. His father dies, so Luke is now. The last Jedi left, he's open to like do whatever, and like that leads into so many cool things. Like he could start a school, he can just be a Jedi for a while and fight shit and blah blah blah. And people are mm-hmm. like, Yeah, that's really cool. And then we had the prequels, and they're like, Okay, cool, yeah, we need to see where the Emperor came from. He's the one that turned Darth Vader. We're seeing Darth Vader's, you know, Anakin story, and people were like, Yeah, that's really cool. And we we all, myself included, like we're we're wanting to go into the new trilogy and be like, Yeah, let's change it all up. Like Luke and Leia and obviously all of them are there, but like you know, Ray is just a nobody and like the force can just come from anywhere and all the stuff. And like, yeah, that's all good and well, but like I I included, like we all just forgot this is the Skywalker saga. Like it was always going to be related. Like she had to be related to someone. Mm -hmm. And now that it's all played out and she's a Palpatine, it's like, okay, it's really cool. Like to me, it's Palpatine's overarching story that he set everything into motion and then the Skywalkers are there as his foil, but also it's like, it's this feuding thing. And I think it's okay because now people can view the regular Star Wars movies as the Skywalker Palpatine saga. And then outside mm-hmm. of that, there's so many more opportunities for things. And um, I'm excited for that because we've seen a little bit of them. Um, some of them are good, some of them are not so good with like Solo, but then like the Mandalorian's really good. But I'm hoping now that this is done, like, Solo was bad because we don't need a backstory of one of our main characters. We need other stories now. But people mm-hmm. were really wanting that. People were desperate for, like, for people to be brand new and outside of this saga, within this saga. People were like, I want Rey to be a whole new character. Like, they basically wanted the Mandalorian, you know, like, someone we've never met and they have nothing to do with anything, whatever. And that, that'd be the ending to the story. And it, instead, J.J. approached it and was like, no, I need to end it, the story with the people that we have involved whether we thought they were dead or not. And it makes sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. So my views of The Last Jedi had always been that, um, you know, a lot of people viewed that and they were like, yeah, Rey's a nobody. Um, she and Kylo are linked for some reason or whatever, but we like their, like, broom boy is out there. We like that anybody can be... <laughs> 
as Straw. Broom boy. Broom boy. My favorite superhero. Yes. Um, we, we like that anybody could, could be the, the ones to come out and have the force and blah, blah, blah. But the way I view it now and the reason why I like The Last Jedi better now that I've seen Rise of Skywalker is um, I read an article about Canto Bight in The Last Jedi, the the planet they go to with the casinos and stuff like that. Yeah. And they were like, uh, I was, we were talking about like Rose, uh, I always forget if it's Tico or Tycho, just because I don't watch Tico. Tico, thank you. Uh-huh. Rose Tico and how she wasn't a lot in the Rise of Skywalker, blah, blah, blah. And like, um, I can't remember, some director was like, um, he would do like the Disney Plus show. Like he was like, let's get her show going. And to me, I'm like, I, I, I know you and a lot of other people like wanted her more in the Rise of Skywalker, but her role to mm-hmm. me, looking back on the whole saga now, was um, her role in The Last Jedi was to be a new character to help Finn uh, adjust his mindset. I think we talked about that the last time when we talked about these was he needed to be convinced to be a part of the rebellion and the resistance, and he was trying to escape at that point. So she needed her whole character role basically is to work on Finn. And it's yeah. really like his arc. And then his arc is important to the whole trilogy. She is not important to this trilogy. So people want her to be. To me, I'm like, she's not. She was important to that one movie. She has important roles in this movie. We just don't see. They got cut or, or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, she should have her own Disney Plus show like or whatever. Like They could do more with her, but I think she fulfilled her role. And they just didn't need her anymore in the new movie. And I'm okay with that because it's Finn's arc that she is a part of. She doesn't have her own arc in these, to me. Okay. And so yeah. that's why I'm okay with it. Um, but I also would like to see more from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, if you go through and watch the movies in, let's say, episode order. So mm-hmm. you've got the first three episodes, you get to see Palpatine, bad Palpatine is bad. Yep. Pal- Palpatine bad. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Uh, episodes uh, three through, uh, no, I'm sorry, four through six, you see Skywalker good. Mm-hmm. Sky, you know, Skywalker's is good. <laughs> um, and then in episodes seven through nine, they flip flop now? What? Mm-hmm. What this? Why? Why'd they do this? So Skywalker bad. Palpatine good? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's the star wars tim allen cameo yeah um and i was thinking like uh if they keep redoing special editions of these movies you know they've got the mcclunky uh remaster mm-hmm. in the uh the cantina in a new oh, hope yeah, yeah. i feel like they need to go back and do it one more time they need to add the the werewolf back in there. Oh yeah! But as it cuts to um, the werewolf rips its face apart, <laughs> and then it's werewolf DiCaprio. Yeah. Look, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Is that a werewolf version of Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie now? Yeah, you're right. There's my fucked up car there in the background now. I also anyway. Here's the rest of Star Wars. Enjoy. I also like that. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio would go along with these plans to be behind huh? werewolf makeup. Like, he's such a huge star. But he's like, no, I'll do this. I'll just do cameos in the werewolf makeup. Yeah. Wherever I can. He already got that Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Just be in every movie That's now. right. As a werewolf. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, you start reading like TMZ and they're like, um, DiCaprio is just wearing the werewolf costume around town now. Um, and then it's like, no one has seen DiCaprio except for in that werewolf costume. And then he's just like, this is my life now. Um, I like it. I'm going to wear it all the time. I am a werewolf. <laughs> he goes missing for a long period of time. 
the police have to get involved. And uh, there's a meeting at the police headquarters. The captain's out there. He's like, all right, gentlemen, uh, I want all of you to uh, search every fire hydrant within uh, Los Angeles city limits. And then uh, also check every, uh, I don't know, werewolf adoption agency. I don't know. <laughs> this has never happened before. Okay. Listen, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Werewolf. What were we talking about? Well, okay. Yeah. So, Last Jedi is better to me because I can forgive its faults to me that it is boring and not a lot happens because essentially The Last Jedi is just a character character growth movie. Uh, I do all I, okay. I like all the stuff that Ray goes through. I, I accept the stuff that Luke does in it and why he is the way he is because of the stuff that happens and um, that's the stuff that I like. JJ pulled out that. The way it all shapes up in Rise of Skywalker with Luke and, and Rey and everything, I'm like, everything I'm accepting of it. Um, but, like, Kylo grows through that. Um, Poe grows through that. Like, Poe, like, his whole arc is important to The Last Jedi because he has mm-hmm. to learn how to become a leader. That's the entire movie, like, reason for his thing, whatever. Finn yeah. has to be like, I need to be a part of this. Rey has to realize that she is the last hope and that Luke won't help her. And then Luke finally comes in at the end to like help them escape and stuff. Like they all play their roles. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then also to me, like Canto Bite in particular, but some other aspects of, especially the effects of The Last Jedi look really weird and bad. And mm-hmm. they're, I heard someone else say this, but they're kind of similar to the prequels. Like it, it, it almost looks like the Canto Bite is like the aesthetic of the prequels. Um, where like the hmm. effects kind of look similarly bad and like it's like goofy, like the guy that keeps putting uh, money in and uh, yeah. BB-8, you know, is it's all just like oh, silly yeah. or whatever. Um, it feels very prequel like to me when I watch it. But then now I'm like, since Palpatine is so integral to the part now that I realize the prequels seem better, even though they're not great movies. The story there I do like. Um, and then The Last Jedi is like, yeah, it kind of makes it feel like the prequels are okay because it's kind of similar and blah, blah, blah. Like, it mm-hmm. all just kind of makes it all just a little bit nicer for me. Like, it, it really, like, mm-hmm. now they have the whole story, everything, it kind of, you know, uh, made everything rise a little bit with the rise of Skywalker. Oh. Yeah, I did it. Pull quote. <laughs> feel free to use that one, Disney. <laughs> but yeah, going back to your thing, it's... Uh, I've been thinking. About, I need to draw like a timeline, basically, and with the mm-hmm. characters involved, and be like, who's good and who's bad, and like whatever, like how they're playing mm-hmm. out. But it's essentially like, um, you know, there's there's Palpatine, and he had his master Plagueis, and one mm-hmm. of the two of them probably um, created Anakin, because Anakin was like a version birth. I saw today there was a a cut line from the script of Revenge of the Sith where Palpatine straight up just tells Anakin that he used his powers of the force to split like to use the midichlorians to split the atoms in his mom to like create life and like he just tells uh, darth vader you know anakin straight up like he created him so technically darth vader is and one version of it is like uh the emperor's son mm-hmm. um but regardless like somebody one of them probably created that so they kind of create their own doom right um mm-hmm. anakin is like a uh, good guy for a little bit turns to a bad guy. He has two kids who both are really good. Um, and I love the addition of Leia becoming a, a Jedi basically in, in the rise of Skywalker. Um, and then she has a kid who turns bad again, who finally turns good again. Like it all plays out where you think mm-hmm. you're following the Skywalker saga this whole time. Right. Um, yeah. you think like either 
Kylo is like integral and either he's going to stay bad or he's going to turn good and that's going to turn the tide of it. But we get the twist ending with Rey really being the one that like changes everything up or whatever. And I like how it all plays mm-hmm. out. Like once you kind of look at it and go back and watch them or think about the story and be like, how is this all connected? How is the Emperor pulling strings all the time? Like it works for me. I think there's a lot of info there. It's just all crammed into one movie and it kind of drawed people, but it, yeah. it's there, you know, like the, the bones of it, like makes sense. It's a story in my head. Um, I, I've heard some people complain about like, okay, so the emperor's like goal was to have a granddaughter that he would pull into this. And I, I'm like, you're missing the whole thing. The emperor has tons of strings out there. His whole mm-hmm. thing is like, he doesn't want to die. He wants to be the emperor for all time. So he will try whatever. So in my head canon, at least, it goes before he became the emperor when he's just like a senator he has sex with some chick she has mm-hmm. a son he just he just puts it out there like i have i have lineage out there somewhere i can mm-hmm. he can go towards the son his son is never trained he doesn't know he's palpatine's son he's just like raised like anakin was just like not knowing or whatever um finds out he, who he is hides his daughter away she again is just another she just he just happened to have a kid you know like people do um, so it's not like the emperor always knew Ray was going to come back at the very end of the saga, blah, blah, blah. It's just one thread. Kylo Ren could have done that. They even talk about it in the rise of Skywalker. Like he's like, strike her down or she'll strike you down or whatever. Like he doesn't care. Like just someone's going to be there. He's always grooming new apprentices. He's always working out different plans. I think he definitely had like cloning involved somewhere. He has like all these different strings so that he can pull whatever one he needs at any given moment. And this is how the story just ended up happening. Um, yeah. And I like that. Like, I'm okay with that. So I think a lot of people's complaints are like, it's so specific and weird. And I've heard like a joke of like that, uh, that awesome Keen's peel sketch about gremlins too, where it's just like whoever, <laughs> yeah. whatever idea you have, it just goes in the movie. And I get that. Like yeah. the rise of Skywalker has a lot of ideas and they're all crammed together. And I think that would have been fleshed out had JJ had the second movie, um, to be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's not like, everything was so specific and the emperor knew like he knew that like Darth Vader would do this for a while and then he turned against him and he'd kill him but he's not really gonna die and he's gonna come back and like he also had a son and she's gonna have a daughter and that's gonna come in like Darth Vader's gonna have a grandson like he didn't know all of that stuff he just put Mm -hmm. the threads out there and as things played out he's always pulling strings and doing all the stuff and like it works for me um Mm -hmm. so I like this back and forth of essentially the Skywalkers were needed for the force for the galaxy to go against the Palpatine plan. And at the end, they're all gone. All the Skywalkers mm-hmm. die. They all give up their lives for the galaxy. And they're only around really from Anakin. Like his mom obviously was a person and had a name and blah, blah, blah. But like, since he was like a virgin birth, he essentially starts this path where like this three generations are all just like this blip in the universe that didn't need to be there but they were to like to solve the problem of Palpatine coming to power and rebalancing the force and Rey and then her taking that mantle and being like rejecting Palpatine and saying no I'm a Skywalker I'm gonna keep this mantle alive is so meaningful to me like um, Mm -hmm. I I don't think I could have played it out any better that article I mentioned earlier the one of the things she said is Everything that she wanted to happen for her, for J.J. Abrams directed ending to this saga, happened. And stuff she never in her wildest dreams thought they would go through happened. 
And I had talked before, like things I expected to happen or wanted to kind of played out differently. But now that I rewatched it the second time and I realized how it all plays out in the arc, I'm down for it. I think it was really well done. And, uh, I was really hoping that JJ would be able to pull this off at the end. And, and I think he did for, for me, I think it's a great ending mm-hmm. to the story. And I never expected it to really make me like the prequels more. That seems crazy. Or to like the last <laughs> Jedi more, but like now yeah. that I can see it in full relief, I'm like, okay, this is uh this is good. I like how it all shaped up. It makes me feel good to know this ending. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sad for people that don't agree with that, but you know, at least for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe you're not pulling all the, the weight, like maybe you need some more time to like digest it all and like connect it all the dots and everything. But if I think if yeah. people think about it and go back and watch them, it all makes sense. Palpatine had to come back. It was always the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from like people getting mad about like rehashing the death star thing a third time with that planet and everything. It's like, yeah, cause it was always Palpatine. It was always the plan. Mm-hmm. That was just, he one had one idea. Plan. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. <laughs> they had that one plan, but he also uh-huh. knew he had a granddaughter out there somewhere. He also mm-hmm. knew that he was using Snoke. He also knew he was using Kylo Ren. Like he's using all his available threads at all times. The, yeah. the resistance, you know, like he did the Death Star. They, the rebels blew it up. He did the second Death Star. They blew it up. They did this planet mm-hmm. out far. They blew that up. Like, it's just a plan. It doesn't matter. It's not like he was like, it's the only plan. It's just part of the plan. If he can, like, he, they use that planet, and it seems to us like, oh, they rehashed the storyline. That's kind of stupid. Um, they just defeated them again. That's kind of stupid. But it's like, no, but he also destroyed, like, five or six planets at one time. He got rid of the entire Republic in one go. It's all yeah. part of the plan that's, you know, overarching 40 fucking years or longer, you know? Um, I think as people, like, portray it all, think about it all together, it's like, if he's behind everything, all of the strings, it makes sense. It works. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I've got three things. Absolutely. Piggybacking off of, of stuff you've said here. In uh, The Rise of Skywalker, toward the end, there's some cameos by, you know, poor uh, or the Porgs make a, an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some cameos from uh, Wicket the Ewok and Son. Mm. How awesome would it have been if there was another cameo from the vegetable gremlin from Gremlins 2? <laughs> <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> yeah, or the really like stupid one that's like, <laughs> that'd be fucking awesome, right? <laughs> it would. <laughs> Fuck it, it's in the movie. Um, second point of uh, uh, I want to make mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. I don't know where I was going with that yeah. sentence but um, like you mentioned with uh, Palpatine he had like one idea and uh, can you imagine being in those meetings where he's like okay so that didn't work but here's my new idea and then like in the background of the like boardroom it's like two guys two stormtroopers standing <laughs> next to each other like Watch, he's gonna do the Death Star thing. <laughs> it's another big, uh, let's say, orbular shaped uh, device. <laughs> he only has Death Stars. He, Death Stars and uh, what do you call them? Star Destroyers or whatever? That's all you need. And then in this movie, he's like, aha, I'll combine them both. <laughs> a triangle instead of a circle. Um, and then, like, in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Star Wars takes place in the past, long to, long, or long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Star Trek is in the future, so I like to think that the Borg from Star Trek they watched mm-hmm. uh, the Star Wars movies and they were like, "We too shall make a Death Star." <laughs> no, wait. What if 
We make a cube instead. <laughs> oh, yes, I really like that. Sounds good, bro. So, okay. that's where they got the cube shape. So, I know it's like a sphere, sphere, but like, you got like a circle shape, a triangle shape, and a square shape. Uh-huh. So, like, at the end of all of this, zooms back out, men in black style. Uh-huh. And it's actually like a little toddler, a god toddler. Jesus is mm-hmm. a little baby with one of those yeah. things. And he's putting the shapes of each of these in the holes. Perfect. And it's yep. all like both Star Trek and Star Wars are one universe. And it's all in this little toddler's mind. Love it. Love it. Baby Jesus has a full beard, though, right? <laughs> Baby beard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my final point was uh, uh, that uh, Palpatine... Um, like you said, is the uh, the biggest villain in the Skywalker mm-hmm. saga, maybe in the Star Wars universe. I don't know. I don't know the the EU stuff, but yep. from my uh, point of view, he's he's the big bad, right? Mm-hmm. The one that keeps coming back and uh, keeps building sphere death items. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like that by name, the victor of the Star Wars saga is a Palpatine, mm-hmm. uh, and that it's Ray. And that uh, she chose to rename herself after the people she was mm-hmm. uh, trained by um, and uh, considered family, closer family than Palpatine, of course. You know, he uh, wouldn't, you know, host Christmas ever. So <laughs> she's not at all bitter about that. But, you know, it is what it is. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I like the uh, like if you were trying to explain to people who had never heard of Star Wars or followed the the story of it, of the Skywalker saga, and, and you were sort of throwing out these names and everything. Um, I think the inclination is that uh, the the winner of the whole story would be somebody with the last name of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and that ended up not being the case. And there's a lot of people who were saying that, it, you know, it's predictable with how uh, Rise of Skywalker came about. But, I mean, like, I, I guess, like, from a maybe a, a character standpoint, but I do like that they flipped the... Uh, the names on their head mm-hmm. for that. Um, I don't know. Regardless, I, I liked it. You know, yeah. it's it's not. Uh, I, I can't say that the the people who have criticisms about the rise of Skywalker are invalid necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the stupid ones like you know it's uh, about a, a woman being a the the savior of the the universe or whatever. That's just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, uh, I, I I I'm. I just dug it, you know? Yeah. I don't really have any other words to to say but that, you know? It, it was a, a satisfying ending to the, the Skywalker saga for me. Yeah, I uh, I did want to give a shout-out. We talked about that John Williams score last time. I still thought that was amazing mm-hmm. when I rewatched it. Um, and then I also... I can't remember his name, but the uh, the new, like, leader, the like, new military leader over Hux. Um, I really like the actor who played him, but I thought he was a good character addition in this one, mm-hmm. um, in The Rise of Skywalker. But um, there were a lot of good things. Like, I, I really love Leia being a Jedi, um, or, like, almost a Jedi, but basically a Jedi. Um, I love—there's just so many parts that just feel so fulfilling to me for the story. And, and one of them that I uh, did want to address, like, a criticism from uh, Last Jedi into this one. People were really upset. They basically were like, you took away all the specialness of Rey, that she was just a nobody who just had, like, a lot of Force powers— and I'm like, have people even seen the original trilogy? Like, that'd be like saying you go through the first movie and you're like, wow, this little farm boy has force powers. That's really cool. And then 
be like, oh, but his dad is Darth Vader. That took all of, like, Luke's agency away from him. And it's like, no. Like, specifically, Rey, it doesn't take anything away from Rey. She was raised herself. She was always mm-hmm. alone. And then the fact that she's related just explains where her she fits into the story and why she has such crazy powers. And then she still makes her own decisions. Like, how can you say that, like, it took away, like, her choices or her decisions or whatever, or, like, her specialness? She's still, she's special because she resisted it. That's her, that's the point mm-hmm. of it. Like, and it yeah. follow her arc follows Luke's arc. Um, another thing I thought, like, I, I'd be loved, I'd love to explore more is, um, you could really think of it as <laughs> three generations of them trying to raise kids in the desert and see how they end up <laughs> because you got one kid with a mom, but no, literally no dad at all. And he yeah. turns bad. And then you're like, all right, so this other kid has a twin. You separate them. Leave a, he also has no parents to him. They both died. And you leave mm. him with his aunt and uncle. And then the third mm. one, you raise her on a desert planet and you sell her into slavery with no parents at all. And she has to raise herself. Mm-hmm. And it's like it mirrors because Star Wars does that. It echoes and stuff and it's cool. But um, I was also like kind of, yeah, like it makes sense of why they did the same things. They hid her away. She raised herself more than anybody else had to out of them. She had to learn all this stuff by herself. Um, all of her skills come into play, like her bow staff skills, her um, knowing what, you know, um, how to go through a, a Star Destroyer and like where things are there. Like all that stuff is important to her journey later on. It's all stuff she did by herself. So like saying that it took anything away, I'm like, all that stuff is still true. You're just saying mm-hmm. who, what her last name is and who her dad is and whatever. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I know that a lot of people didn't want that. Um, what I what I'm gonna try to like explain to other people is, oh, there's a little woof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I'm gonna try to explain to other people basically is like to me, you have to imagine this is a nine part story of one story that the emperor set into motion. So it makes sense that he came back. All of the stuff played out, and yes, now we can go explore. Um, so to me, like the Last Jedi, I like because. Now it's like all it really was was we had a bunch of main characters. We needed to get to another place. They needed to go through these arcs. They did that. And mm-hmm. they also introduced great ideas. They introduced that um, there was a spark lit in the galaxy. It leads into all the people showing up in Rise of Skywalker. Like all mm-hmm. that stuff plays true. Like the the myth of, of Luke Skywalker was around. The myth of Rey is around. And so people showed up finally. That had never happened before. If you look back, like all of the rebel battles, they were won like on the skin of their teeth. And it was just the rebels like going quickly. They find the, the ship's plans. They go blow up the Death Star. Like that's it. They, you know, they go as fast as possible. Now, this is the first time everybody in the galaxy showed up, really, you know? And yeah. it led that because of The Last Jedi. So I'm like, oh, I accept that now. That's really cool. It did lead yeah, that's a good stuff. point. Yeah. And I think in the future, stuff like Rose Tico could be explored, her story, stuff like what Rey does now. I think the Emperor is for sure gone. I think she can do more stuff if they wanted to. Um, they could do more stuff with her. But there's so many other avenues to explore. And what Ryan did was kind of like a, uh, a backdoor pilot for another show, like a spinoff with his stuff like there's characters mm-hmm. there we can explore there's ideas there we can explore but for this story we still had to finish it out and people were upset about that but i'm like you need to realize what you're watching and then mm-hmm. you'll have more stories later on yeah so yeah i think the thing about uh ray being nobody i like that when that originally was revealed in the last jedi yeah. but i i prefer it now that she's you know was revealed to be a palpatine because it'd be like okay so you've got this nine movie saga Okay, up through the first seven parts of it, 
or I guess maybe the first six, mm-hmm. you know, they try to save the universe and you think they do for a while, but then the, the ultimate evil comes back. And you're like, holy shit, that's incredible. Who saves them? Just uh, nobody. Yeah, like, that wouldn't make any sense, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if it were a, a standalone series, like, mm-hmm. if if uh, this modern trilogy was totally separate from the previous one, yeah. then yeah, you know, she could be a nobody from nowhere. But since it's so, uh, so well-connected to the Skywalkers yeah. and the Palpatines and everything, it, it only makes sense. And I guess, like... If you didn't bring Palpatine back, it wouldn't have to be connected mm-hmm. to Palpatine, but it seems more satisfying that it is. I you know, going I back to it, yeah, to you know the the uh, the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're watching them in episode order, I, I guess uh, chronologically, yeah, um, it it uh, is more of a satisfying ending. I thought, yeah, like I was totally on board with her being a nobody, um, but then mm-hmm. also when you look back on it, not only for the rest of the saga, but this trilogy alone. You're like, the entire first film is not just JJ doing it, you know, like the, the mystery box of who her family is, but she's uh, obsessed with it. She's obsessed with people coming back to, to find her, to bring her back, like her family coming back. It's like a huge part of her character. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a huge twist to be like, you're nobody. And then now it's like, oh no, you are somebody. You had to do a second mm-hmm. twist, which I think again is because of Ryan getting in there and JJ not being in there. Um, mm-hmm. But I like how it played out now. Um, but it's like when you look back at this trilogy, you're like, oh, yeah, she has to be someone. It's the entire thing she's focused on the first movie. It's the only thing she talks about is like her yeah. family coming back to her. So like for her to be nobody doesn't really doesn't feel as as cathartic. It feels more like, oh, she should be related to someone. Um, and also, uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of rambling now, but uh, one last point maybe is um, those. um I can't what they're called that uh belated media that guy he he did like oh, the yeah. new versions of what the prequel trilogies should be his whole thing was basically like the prequel trilogies could have been or should be uh obi-wan's story and i love those but now i'm like nope obi-wan qui-gon yoda mace windu all those fucking people they're just extras they're just people mm-hmm. shaping the story of the skywalkers it's all surrounding the skywalkers it has to be anakin's story it, it plays out that way for a reason it's all connected um but Yes, maybe there's another version of these movies where the prequels were about a guy, a Jedi, and then the sequels to that, the original trilogy, were about, like, Luke, but his mentor was the guy from the first trilogy. And now, like, Luke is the mentor to a brand new person we don't know or care about or whatever, like, Rey and Rey, that we'd never heard about, rather. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's, like, a, that's a valid saga that someone could want, but what we have is a family, two-family saga the last nine parts and now we can explore yeah. a lot more after that but I find this very fulfilling as a story and I hope as people research it more and think about it more they're like okay I get what they're doing and it all is connected and it makes sense and mm-hmm. then we can get more stories after that and we'll see how it goes so yeah yeah interesting interesting that's a, that's a good take that's a, a nice positive take it is the best take the only right. one the only one everybody's saying <laughs> the, it the best take and the only positive take you'll find uh, on the internet, uh, the only podcast brave enough That's right. to bring you <laughs> this positive <laughs> reinforcement of all three of the modern yeah. Star Wars films and maybe a, a slight change toward uh, favoring the prequels as well. So It's interesting. I didn't expect it, yeah. but uh, JJ yeah. delivered. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, I have lots more thoughts eventually. Um, 
I, I'm reading more and more articles and watching videos every day. I'm so involved mm-hmm. in this mythos right now, and uh, yeah. I'm a little tired from it, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I could tell your eyes have been closed this whole time. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just squinty. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's squinty butthole. Um, <laughs> Listen to those outtakes, yeah, people. Oh, you don't know what you're missing. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got. I, uh, I, I just have a lot of thoughts. So. T-H-O-T? T- yep. Thoughts. That hoe over there? <laughs> we got the T-H-O-T with the T-R-O-S um, and all mm-hmm. of it, really. I just have a lot of, a lot of thoughts in my trust. Oh. <laughs> a lot of thoughts in my trust. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's uh, bring this bad boy home. Let's what do, do you it. say? All right. So if you would, listener, please, we are begging you. Please rate review us. Oh yeah, that's your favorite podcast app. You know, if you got iTunes, take a minute. You know, go through there, give us a five star review. You know, if you want, just just post a one word review, Mm. just like fart or nards (laughs) or uh, champagne. I don't know. Whatever. Just just one word. It'll confuse people that get into it. But the five star rating is really what we're looking Mm. for. Please do that. Please. Steven's begging you. My God. Obviously. Steven, get off your knees. Or <laughs> while you're down there. Um, also, you can contact us by emailing us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. You can follow Steven on Letterboxd and Twitter at StevenFisher22. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. So I think that wraps it up. Yeah. The first episode of the new decade. Oh, wow. Some people are saying new millennium out there. No, it's a new decade. What the hell? I guess. We're talking about new millennium. You can declare anything as start of anything, anytime. It's all construct, so. Yeah. Life is made This is the beginning of my empire. <laughs> right after I watch some shows. <laughs> I'm too lazy to have my own empire. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I would happen. be, too. Yeah. That's all right. God damn, man. I got to run this fucking thing. I... I just put gas in my lawnmower, man. I'm just going to fucking race the motherfuckers. God damn. All right. Shit. I imagined uh, the emperor in all his, his gross glory with his robe. And you're like thinking he's about to, you're like, he's on a car sort of. I guess he's going to pod race. That's interesting. Zoom back out. Nope. Lawnmower racing. <laughs> He's like ready Bore to go. Pull the ripcord, bitch. <laughs> Jaja. Jaja. Has anyone seen Jaja? You know, on the note of uh, crazy ass things that could happen in movies if they just wanted to, because we're all going to die. Um, mm-hmm. Had JJ. What, what if JJ had made the rise of Skywalker and instead of bringing just Palpatine back, he brought Jar Jar back? And everything, he, he fulfilled George's vision that Jar Jar was the key yeah. to everything and just fucked everybody over. But, like, he directed <laughs> Jar Jar in, like, a really good way and the effects were a lot better. What mm. if that had happened and we're all like, man, we got to give those prequels another shot? Because Jar Jar's story really <laughs> had an arc. I never expected Holy him to come shit. back. Yeah, he really dips out between episodes two and eight. Yeah. But <laughs> one and nine, wow. <laughs> Yeah, force. Heavy on the force. Damn straight. For Jar Jar. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, this was another good there long were, episode. There were always three sides. <laughs> There's the light side of the force, the dark side of the force, and the Jar Jar side of the force. That's true. I think yeah. that's that's the balance that was uh, prophesied? Prophesied? Mm-hmm. 
you know, if you if you go back and you play the Zelda games, talking about the Triforce, okay, so obviously they're referencing Star Wars, okay? Oh, wow. So Sit down, idiot. idiot. I'll explain it to you. God. Jesus. Anyway, I perfected this perfect Darth, Darth Vader impression. <laughs> Tina! Tina, where are you going? Come back. It's great. It's totally unique. <laughs> Well, this was a good episode. Uh, I enjoyed yes. hearing your first of the decade and mine as well. I enjoyed hearing my uh-huh. own, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and also, my dog Savannah joined us for a little bit, so that's nice. Oh, that wasn't Werewolf DiCaprio? It wasn't, I'm sorry to say. But, oh, uh. do you hear that knock at the door? And there might be him. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Hell yeah. <laughs> I really want to go to church now just to have that that experience. Not be that guy. I want to hear that guy. Yeah. And then the Lord said, let there be shrimp, and then you can eat it. What I said earlier about not eating crawfish or whatever bullshit I said, it's okay. It's good. It's good. Delicious. There's going to be a place called Red Lobster. You go there. You can afford it. It's a little pricey, but, you know, on a special occasion, let's say. There's going to be a brown kid in Oklahoma who thinks Red Lobster is a fancy-ass restaurant. The, the most the most high-quality food you could ever get. He's a real dummy. But anyways, you're going to go there. Hell yeah, man. You tell him, Rev. <laughs> Fuck yes. Can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> Heavens no. <laughs> um, I don't have a, a sync word picked out, but let's see. I, I'm sure we can spitball something. So spitball. here we are. First, first record of 2020. 2020 mm-hmm. is a year also. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect vision for whatever reason. Why? Why is 20 the cap on that? I've never understood that. I gotta admit, guys. Uh, I do have 2020 vision. Last I checked. So what? Never had to deal with the glasses situation. I don't know what any of that stuff means. Yeah. And you've got classic Irish eyes where they're all... <laughs> they're mostly shut. <laughs> they're what? They're mostly shut. Mostly you ever notice that with, with uh, Irish people? Is, uh, if they got the, the thick Irish blood running through them, mm-hmm. you got the... Well, the eyelids. I almost made the, the, the gesture with my eyes. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> Not supposed to do that. I do have um, very squinty eyes. I do. Yes. Yeah. That there true. we go. Oh, that should be your new nickname, Squint Eastwood. <laughs> I was like, old squinty eyes. Okay, I'll take. I'll take either one. <laughs> old squinty eyes, the least scary pirate of all. <laughs> he can't shoot well. I can't even see. That's your old squinty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Why? Because you've been <laughs> been blinded by gunpowder. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That way. Yeah. 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 I'll take it. Listen, it's uh, 2 a.m. I also yesterday was trying to describe some to someone um, that I, I want the Apple AirPods, but I'm not sure if they'll yeah. actually fit comfortably in my ears because I have very tiny ears. And the regular, mm-hmm. um, like AirBuds, AirBuds. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> no, there's no rule that says the dog can't play basketball. All right, fucking let him in there. I also have a hippo that would like to get in on the game. All right, yeah. We're I don't good. know hippos, man. It seems like they wouldn't be able to support the weight on the those gym floors. Uh, I mean, that's not it's in not the rule book. Decide. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I take that back. Guys, I'm so sorry. I forgot about that um, 90s documentary, Space Jam. Those mm-hmm. guys were large, and that's they true. didn't go through the floors. That's, that's fine. 
Are you talking about the Monstars? Yes, I am indeed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I uh, I would love for uh, Netflix to uh, to redo that as a ten part series. I need more information about how that event went down, but um, mm-hmm. that movie was pretty good, you know, for yeah. its time, especially. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I we accept all kinds here: uh, mm-hmm. small ears, squinty eyes, hippos, dogs playing basketball. Brent, <laughs> <laughs> I made the cut. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Uh, I should say uh, I was, in fact, playing the part of guy who lobbies to get hippo in basketball game. So oh, that okay. was my character. That's why the voices were the same. Very specific. Uh, it's not that I'm just one note. <laughs> oh, God, it's happening. <laughs> 2020 starting off poorly already. This is uh, still the sync word, yes? I just remembered. Yeah, all of this is still the sync word. So just try to remember back to it. No, uh, let's sync with, uh, I feel like we got to go with squinty ears. Squinty ears. Oh, fantastic. That's my new nickname. (laughs) Yep. His eyes are so squinty, even his ears are squinty. Look how small they are. (laughs) Yeah. Just everything on his body is squinty. Butthole squinty. squinty. (laughs) Toes squinty. I just imagined a squinty butthole. This has never happened before in the history of the podcast, but uh, we have a. Uh, a sync word change pre-syncing. <laughs> the new sync word is squinty butthole. It has to be at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, legally, fuck it, eh? It has to be. All right, so squinty butthole on three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get it together, Stephen. All right, all right. You are a professional. Yeah. Wink. Could you even tell? You can't. Squinty eyes. Anyway. Was that your eyes squint- <laughs> winking or was it your butthole? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. So this mic is great. Can pick up on all those sounds. Yeah. All right. So on three. Squinty butthole. On three. On three. One, two, three. Squinty, Squinty butthole. Well, that really got Steven. <laughs> There's just something about the, uh, it was first the visual, just trying to imagine what that would look like. And then yeah. uh, after that, it was uh, just the word itself, the, the two words, the phrasing. You know, back in the day, um, our day, I don't know, they may still have this product, but they had the Play-Doh like extruder things. Uh-huh. And you had the little like um, <laughs> nozzles you could put on the end of it. And sometimes it would be like the... The like star shape. Sometimes it would be the the spaghetti shape. I think there was one that was kind of like a a tubular or like a um, it almost looked like a minus uh, sign, or like a long oval. Uh huh. That's like a squinty butthole. Classic that is a squinty, squinty butthole. That's a classic squinty butthole. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. first off nailed it. Uh-huh. Uh, also, <laughs> I was like, hmm, I wonder if they would make uh, butthole attachments that uh, you could poop out different shapes. Yeah. You can just put those Play-Doh things right on your tush. Hey, Margaret, come look at this. <laughs> now, does that... Hey, you tell me, does that look like a, a hexagon to you? I don't know, man. Maybe I need some more fiber. I, I'm confused about this whole thing. Oh, you know what? I didn't have the hexagon on there. My bad. Sorry. I had the beluga whale shape. That makes sense. Okay, now I see the fins. And like the dome, the dome head. Yeah, there we go. Hell yeah, man. 
I close my eyes, you are a redneck. Holy shit. You really pulled it off. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, I know that guy. I've met that Look, guy. I mean, I, I was raised around <laughs> yeah. that guy and those people, so I can get into it. So you, you know? basically are still that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brent the redneck. There we go. <laughs> Man, that is the brownest redneck I have ever seen. God damn. Holy shit. Anyway, get on that get on that lawnmower. We gonna race. <laughs> okay, sure. Hey, one go sec. Mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. While Steven's gone charging his iPad, I Free night step in and talk to you. Hi, my name's Cal. I've uh, been sitting here silently listening to the podcast as uh, these gentlemen record every week, and uh, I thought it'd be fun to step in and say hello. So, hello. And now, Steven's back. What's up? Huh? Huh? I don't know. Some guy stepped in here and uh, <laughs> say something real quick. It was bizarre. <laughs> Here, let me write that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one. I think it was like one forty-five ish online. Thing. Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. The guy again? Huh? What? No spoilies. <laughs>